0: welcome everybody to the two-man power trip the black man thought and the nerd lifestyle i'm nicholas mr go with the flow
1: and i'm the man with
0: the plan maurice and we're back with another edition of the blur by nature podcast what's up what's up what's up
1: what's up man what's up how you doing brother <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy oh man let's, let's 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 just go into vibe guys let's just let's, let's take it to vibe guys <laughs> Uh right, th- okay. let, let me hear about your weekend adventure before I start on my rant. How's your weekend and everything looking up?
1: I don't think I did shit this weekend.
0: Shit, chilled. chill. Chill time, chill time?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, relaxing, relaxing. How, how was your week coming up to today, then?
1: Um, Friday kind of sucks, but that was about it. Everything I have a Friday.
0: Everybody was gone, like I said,
1: mm-hmm, the last that's podcast. Like so mm-hmm. by the time I got to Friday, I was in complete I don't give a fuck mode. So... Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to hear nothing from nobody.
0: Nah, I get you there.
1: So, once Friday passed, hmm. and at least... Thank you, Flex Fridays. Oh,
0: yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Because Friday was just... Track.
1: Yeah, Friday was a half day. Mm-hmm. So, once I got out of Friday, chilled the weekend. Monday, everything was all right. Tuesday, everything was fine. Wednesday was eh. Nothing crazy, but... And today was actually not bad. Not bad okay. at all. It was actually a pleasant day.
0: That's what's up. At least, I kind of feel like sometimes on a totem pole, it looks like we get the opposite end of spectrum for each other so i guess that's how we keep the stories rolling on vibe guys yeah i
1: guess so
0: yeah all right so you want me to go on my situation now all right so okay so before all of that let's talk about the good levels of energy going out so this weekend has been brought to you by me and the captain now the captain the nickname of the captain belongs to my lovely beloved my lady Kenya, she is my girlfriend. Uh, I'm highly not single. I'm I'm booed up as fuck out here. So over the weekend, me and my girlfriend we decided to have a date night so we went out to black tap we went out and had some of them nice milkshakes and stuff like that it's really a, a good time we went out to just relax and do things take our minds off for you already know what was the heavy week that i was going through so just spending the weekend with captain and just have a wonderful time like can you really help me through all the stresses of what was hitting me last week and just doing all that so that was nice going into the week we saw The Eternals on Tuesday. It was interesting to... Okay, the good movie. Uh, just out in general. It's definitely enjoyable. I did like the, the story where, that was going through and all the situations. But that was just a nice, fun time being out there in general. Uh, we took some nice photos. The, one of the, like, once in a dire mood that I will ever just, you know, sit around and chill and just uh, be out in the city. And, you know, the people that always try to get a quick buck out of you and something like that. And... They They take your photos and they just seemingly be nice photos. So uh, we gave homies some money and he actually took nice photos of us. So he's out in the city just doing boot up things and all this other bullshit. So it was really, really good. It was really good. Good. And the captain helped me through all of that good stuff. So shout out to the captain. Most love, always appreciated my lovely girlfriend. But just away from that, my stresses of work has hit. A different all-time high this week it's only been like what i want to say it's only been like two weeks since the whole situation gone down now with uh with the loss of my other co-workers and it's it's definitely hit a fever pitch this week this week they were pulling people from different locations to come to our location to help out with uh all the messes that could be but since they come from other locations that aren't as busy as ours By the time they come over here, it's like they've never done any work whatsoever. So we have to help catch them up. They're trying to, you know, finesse and work along our spaces. Some people have worked out perfectly and fit like a glove. But other people, you have to, like, come following, kicking and screaming. It's like they do not know high pressure situation like our situation. So it just becomes a whole mess. So Monday we had somebody there helping us with the money and stuff like that. And it's like the person, it was like person's first day. So it was just messes galore that we was just trying to fix up. So they was trying to help, but they was kind of causing more harm than good. And throughout this entire week, we've had somebody training beside us that was learning the ropes, but they couldn't touch anything for the most part so they were just watching us do shit and that became awkward when it comes to like you being in a glass booth and everybody watching you so there's just somebody sitting around and when everybody's irritated they're always staring at that person sitting around so it was weird um away from that we have another person throughout the week who was trying to help as well but they're from a different department and they was just like whatever they did just kind of amplified what you did more so having two people like that in the booth really just had it like temper situation. Like they were taking people in front, but then at the end of the day, you ended up having to work on them. So that just, that threw everything out of whack on those couple of days. And when it came to Tuesday, we were setting up uh, for a big situation that was happening over at my job because the Senator, the mayor, a whole bunch of politicians were coming to the center just in general to give, you know, the hoorah and whatever kind of BS speech that they want to give all throughout uh what was going on it was like we set up so much and put us in such a situation to have like high pressure messes just for it to be like a 10 minute thing we prepared the whole day for like it to be like a 10 minute speech and it was just it was such a mess they had so much random music playing and was disturbing us and then just kept Kept badgering us about other little things like we still have to do our work here and y'all are making stupid complaints about other stupid situations. So that was that was Tuesday, but we actually held it down for Tuesday Mm -hmm. today. Today, as I mark today, today officially has got to be one of the worst days that's gone down in me working at the center just in general. Because, I don't know, everything, when I say everything that could go wrong went wrong today. You saw my messages from like 10-something. I got out of there mm. late. Did the old lady come back? No. We're so it, bad. It's, not, it's not even that. It's, it's, it just, it got bad from the moment i stepped in there they said my co-worker who was the la who like remember when i told you it's a band of four of us mainly four of us one person works registration me and one of my co-workers we know registration and the booth very well but only us two know those two cross things very well and then Our other coworker who knows, she slightly knows registration, but she really is in the booth. But I know things and I do authorizations. That's my main thing. But the situation at hand is the mere fact that I don't know everything that my one main coworker who's been working in stuff like the booth. And registration for longer than I. So there's little stuff that when he's around, we kind of need the information for. And he was out today. He called out. And he knows Thursday is one of our busiest days. So he definitely called out for, for main reason. I mean, as told. And the moment I came in and he called out my supervisor looked at me and said, it's going to be a shit show. And by that time, I knew it was going to be a shit show for sure, because in the morning, there's like three registers and I handle one and he handles the two new sets of registers. Cause I don't know those. And he knows the code to start them up and everything. So when he was out, I had to open all three and I have like 10 minutes to set up. I specifically do one register because I'm the first one coming in and I have to, when they let people in within that like small time period, I have to like start checking in patients. I leave the other two for him because he's moseying on in and he's coming in to, to do the other ones. That doesn't even take that much time. I need to open the main one that takes the main money going into that stuff. So The situation at hand is that now I had to open all three. So I had to take time to open the one in the back first. And then I had to come into the booth to open the other two. Now, at that point, I'm already, and you have to like sign books and all this other stuff and making sure everything's ready for financial to come down and bring you money and whatnot. So like I'm taking my time to open because these are like delicate situations that you have to open the registers. So I'm taking my time to open my first main one. So that's already, and then I got to open this second one that takes a whole bunch of time that now the patients are in there and the line is growing and it's a glass booth. Once again, people are staring straight at you. So it's mad high pressure situation while you're trying to fix up all the books and everybody's wondering what's going on and why can't we start getting uh, answered in and all this yada, yada, yada. So when I fix up the two books and everything, my supervisor is trying to help clear the line from where she is as much as he can. But by the time I start with my first patient, Now, I told you from before that there's a new insurance policy that came in that took over from another insurance. So the situation in hand is that my first patient I got was one of those patients that had to change over their insurance. Now, this is the start of where all things went to hell. When I was checking through the insurance and I was getting all the information out, I was like, okay, I'm going to print you a copy of your card that you can hold on to until the main insurance cards come into the mail. So you can just have that on hand. I started trying to print stuff and then... And out of nowhere, the printer just, it's a usual thing that the printer just jams or there's some small issue with the printer. I went to go print stuff and nothing was coming up. So as usual, I'm told to turn it off and turn it on, you know, the usual. So I turned it off and then I sat there and I let it turned off and everything. I I waited a couple minutes and I turned it back on. Okay. It's booting up and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting and it's fully booted up and I'm waiting and I look over and it it starts saying a whole bunch of issues. And I'm like, all right, this is obviously not printing. And the line just keeps on growing. And I'm dealing with this one person trying to fix up their stuff that takes forever. So I'm like, okay, eventually I'm like, all right, I've waited long enough. I told them guys to come back at another time to see if they can pick up the copy of whatever comes out of the printer. And then we starting to take in more people and more people starting to come. I'm starting to get the cavalry, like my one coworker that I have there, the lady that I was saying from before was trying to help. She's a secondary person on hand that's coming in to help us. They're talking about when we started to hear the news of doctors being out left, right and center after we started to check people in. And then remember what I told you how I lost my doctor because she got let go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still haven't updated. There's still people they haven't called who's under, like, they're still making appointments for this doctor that's not here. So every time we have, it's one of those days where she sees patients. So we had the task of constantly telling people your doctor's no longer here, and they oh, have full and they have full physicals and stuff like that. And the king, they just kept coming to us, and we kept having to tell them that. And you know how it is when it's your specific doctor, and a lot of people don't want to hear, oh, we gotta put you in for a walk-in instead. It was just mess after mess after mess. The credit card machine, that roll of tape was finishing out, so that was a big hit. So I had to finagle and fix that. That going down. I like how that played in to later on in the day. And then they were trying to make us set in patients on specific doctor schedule. We don't do that in our section because when we used to do that, we used to get yelled at by doctors all the time. So we was fighting back on that while we still have a line that's still trying to check people in. People are fighting back and forth. My supervisor trying to help where she can, but she's the only one over there at registration trying to fix registration. And we've got this whole situation going down and we got more people coming in for trying to help us. And, we're, and every time we try to run people's insurance, we're getting errors all over the system. Everything's acting slow where we can check for people's insurances and stuff. They're telling us they wanted to change us from us sending people into walk-ins and stuff like that because we have another doctor who they said yesterday is leaving us in like a month because he found a better job. Oh, oh, so, another, so another doctor is, and we're hearing this on the midst of everything, and I keep signing the board for more situations and more things that just constantly happen and then this is another day where people come in for for big uh immigration physicals and stuff like that which is a, it's a certain amount of money and people can't use insurances for us so we was getting big money left right and center so i had to constantly get chained and we was running out of a uh, change in money and stuff like that and like 11 o'clock came so fast. When I texted you that one time at 10, that was the only time I probably looked up at my phone and I didn't even realize what time it is. So 11 o'clock came and by 11 to 11.30, that's when I got to like do the exchange of money and and fix up and write the book and a whole bunch of stuff that takes mad time. So I was already about to run late for my lunch, trying to maneuver and fix that stuff up. Right before I left for lunch, there was a situation that happened like I'm the only one for some reason who in my specific computer has access to one specific insurance and I had to leave my computer open so they could work with that system by the time I went away from lunch. Now, mind you, during this whole entire day, we're still trying to work with the printer. We need to print out for each patient that has a copay so we can calculate that up in the register and have that fixed out. So when we get that printout, we know exactly how to put in their account number and how to put in their, um, how much the copay is and everything. So when we get that all through, it makes everything easier. But with us having a printing issue, we have to take a sticky note and write all that down from the computer, which takes even freaking longer. So we're all doing that because none of us can print. Every time we get somebody from it, they're coming in here and they think it's a Wi-Fi issue. Then they fix the Wi-Fi. Then they think it's, then it's away from the IP address. It's just like, it was time after time. We came in with like literally at one point, one it guy came and looked at it and was like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, Well, fuck. Oh, that's (laughs) terrible. and, And then the IT supervisor came in and tried to fix something. Like, every time they'd fix something, and then we'd get, like, five printouts of the 20 of the things we printed out from before, and then it would jam and freeze again. Like, as I left that building today, the printer was not fixed. Uh, I was that situation. I'm I'm still going. So after I went to lunch, I came back from lunch and somehow, I don't know what the hell happened. I was the last person that had the access to this insurance. So somehow when I came back, they locked my thing. So everybody was out. The supervisors didn't have access. I no longer had access. The head of the supervisors didn't have access. The COO didn't have, nobody had access. That's awful. So we had to finagle and write down information so we could check out at another day and stuff like that. The insurance is not even resolved. That issue to access is it's not even resolved. So all the mess just kept piling up and we tried to save face throughout the day while nurses and everybody banging on our window, trying to get our attention to check in other patients while we're dealing with patients right in front of our face. Like we're not working on motherfuckers right in front of us and they banging on our window to try and get our attention. Like we're trying to finish something in front of us first. It's like back and forth throughout the entire day. We're trying to, we're trying to handle a whole bunch of situation and like just skipping all the way towards the end. End of the day, where I'm like, at this point, I'm not even hollering. I'm making like side comments and stuff like that. How I'm annoying but I'm keeping it all in. But it's a slow see there. And I, I'm like, when I tell you, I was like controlling mini fires throughout the whole day. That's literally it. It's just been constant mini fires. And the worst part about it in the last part of the day was when we was doing the the end of day money that's the money that just needs to go up. It's from the big register to like towards the end of the day, there was an error on the register machine that said that the little ticket paper machine needs a replacement. Now it's not as easy as the credit card machine that I did earlier, but that shit was a premonition because this one started to glow red. And I was like, I told my coworker and we both don't know how to change it. The only one who knows to change it is the guy who called out. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, yo, we are gonna have a situation in about a, uh, Hold, like we're trying to hold that as much as we can, but we might have a situation coming up later. And then slowly as we are starting to print out more people's paper, all I see is the red street coming down on each um, ticket counter thing. And I'm like, yo, we're running out of time. We're running out of time on this shit. And at the end of day, when we're printing out the last bit of shit, everything crashes. That shit, that shit just crashes around. So we have to finagle how, how to fix that up. We have everything finished. It's about 4.30 and it's my time to clock out. But it's just the situation where it's like this last person doesn't know how to do this last thing. And I can't leave them because everything is signed in my name. So I can't really leave without me getting in trouble for leaving because everything is now in my name. All the two registers and everything, all that shit was handled. I took that up and because that shit, we made sure no money goes to that side. So all of that was cleared up. It's just this last book. And you should have seen us try to maneuver this roll of fucking ticket paper for the next, like, 30 minutes after I'm already officially off the clock, but I haven't clocked out yet. We are trying to maneuver and work this situation in the midst of trying to call my coworker to try and see if he can explain to us over the phone how the hell to do this stuff. Like, me, my coworker, my supervisor me and my supervisor leave at 4 30 and we're trying to maneuver as much as we can to figure out all this stuff we get my co-worker on the phone to help us fix this ticket counter thing at the last minute and yo you should have seen it was like our team won the super bowl when we got it finally fixed and we had it printing out the last piece of paper after working at it for like 30 minutes straight this one minuscule thing held us back for so long and when it Finally worked. We all yelled in like unison happiness. And I made sure everything was signed off for my coworker to take the last bit of information upstairs when I ran to go clock out. And then when I go clock out, remember how I told you I was my official work is like authorizations and dental predeterminations and all that other stuff. When I go upstairs and clock out, yo, dental has the audacity to try and like talk to me and be like, yo, I tried to call you all day. First of all, I was never in my office today. I wasn't even putting the work that I'm being paid for. I never put that in my mind because once they said my, my coworker was out, I knew I was going to be in the booth the entire day. I knew I couldn't work on any of my stuff as all hell broke loose. So I, I don't have no time to work on my stuff, but yet I got dental calling me like I, I haven't finished your last batch from like October, and it's because of all the shit that's been going down. And I explained that to them already, and I'm going through this whole situation, but yet they're talking about yeah I tried to call you all day to get this info. Like bro, I don't, I literally went up and said uh 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 no no don't 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 talk to me. I clocked out, and I ran out. And then when I left, that's when I sent you the whole message of all the fires. Ah, okay. So that was Thursday. So that was the mess. <laughs> oh, I laugh because I've been in every segment you just described. hmm I think he was going through it today, man. When I tell you, yo, all the princes in the building were starting to act up, the same situation. And they was trying to find out what the hell was going on. And literally, it was a, like ours was the worst because they were fixing other people's and they was having other situations that was being fixed but none, none of the shit was working
1: for us I've been in that front booth and I dealt with the doctor's office I hate medical systems with a passion mm-hmm. because of all the legacy systems involved Yep, and old work and everything that
0: they just, they just yeah. don't want to change
1: I hate medical IT that's one thing I will not
0: go back to Fuck nope, I do not recommend it oh my poor, poor, poor co-host he going through it y'all Oh, every week every week i think this is this is just a segment for the people they'd they love to hear my woes so stepping away from that uh let's go into our shout out section so let me pull up our pod shout outs for people uh shout outs to my beloved girlfriend the captain kenya uh, she out here, Black Ramen Podcast, always. Miss Yao, Sentai Fountain of Knowledge, Peter, respect, respect, respect. Jabba Tears Podcast, uh, Wilkins, Janelle, and Mr. Black, and uh, Dre from Your Sports, Your Sports Show, just in general, Mr. Big Baby out here, Cezanne Talk, uh, with Janelle and Amanda, Cuzzo Marcus out here, True Heel Heap. Two and a half bros, Lawrence, Rolando, Wilkins out here, Grace Space, Eli, it's, re- it's relational, Uh, Moz, keeping it 9,000. Happy belated to Quell out here, out here, big, big fancy out here, big fancy out here. Uh, You got any shout outs on your end? Of course, there's always
1: some people here. We got Fat Man DKC out here, Darnell hey, out here. What's hey, up? Darnell? You already mentioned. Homie Law from Two and a Half Bros. Yep, yep. Appreciate him,
0: Kareem, aka Jason. Hey, W. <laughs> 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 Omarion out here stepping. Right?
1: Oh, man. And just everybody who tunes in. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
0: man. Always a bless. Always a bless.
1: Especially those people and who's ever listening in India,
0: in Germany. It, y'all. We are international. Yo, just yeah, never forget that. Yeah, when when we put up them side stories, y'all gonna find out who the true international is. Y'all gonna find out one day, one day, one day, we'll, yo, we'll, we'll discuss that. Yep, all right, so we got that. So we're gonna dip into our second segment of Off the Cuff. I have something written down for Off the Cuff as a discussion, but. What was interesting was the topic I did a post on and we did talk about this. So I think we should bring that more up to the forefront about the idea of college being a scam or just education in general, on like the depression of coming out of college, maybe the idea of your degree not being good enough, like at the certain age that you talked about to go into college and not being ready to really sit with the amount of things that is about to change on your life and pressures that will push past your time in college. Just the situations on that. You want to touch on the topic that I posted about? Actually, Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this. Yeah. All right. So college, I've said this
1: to many people and I'll say it here in regards to college, you get out of college, what you put into college. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is you need to go into college with a plan. And I tell you this from experience, because when I started college, I just jumped in. And mind you, this is actually taking a year off. After high school, I was not trying to do it. So I took a year off. Then I went in. And even then, at that point, I still didn't have a plan, Mm -hmm. per se. So I, I was still trying to figure things out i didn't really get my shit together mm-hmm. until probably about sophomore year yeah and that really goes back to that chance encounter i explained on yeah. the previous episode yeah where it was like okay so you telling me you all did all this you got all this debt mm-hmm. but you here yeah trying to pay off said debt and you wasn't trying to be over there so then i was like okay so the way this works is I'm going to have to figure out how I can make this work for me, mm-hmm. make sure I can keep these costs, a.k.a. these loans and those mm-hmm. other stuff, in check. And afterwards, set myself up to where I can get a decent enough position where I can start to pay down said debt. Facts. So, in regards to just talking about that whole college thing, if you go in here thinking, oh, this degree is going to instantly make everything
0: great, nah, ain't it? Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at, Not at this point. And the selling point of that now taking me into consideration with my situation with college, I got an opportunity... By stroke of luck, I don't know. I still to this day don't know if I put it in by accident or if it was my guidance counselor or somebody just briefly mentioning it. But I got in through college through the EOP system as an educational opportunity. And as did I. Exactly. So we're EOP members out here. So I got my through. I got test program through it uh, right before I got out of high school. And I went there for a weekend to test out the college. Things were fun, that that adventure, you know, a high schooler going into college, seeing what college life is and stuff like that. I got enticed with it and I went through, Summer felt like a, a hazing process when it came to just being in the EOP. So many experiences, some of uh, the founding members of uh, Savage Squad could tell you about Going through that rigor maru of whatever the hell that was over that summer, but coming out of it, we've we learned so much. It was like it's a, it a streamline, so we got some credits and everything going through, and we we started out strong going into that college and it kind of like tried to build up the importance of college and just, you know, gaining the knowledge and information, all you got to do during your time in college. But I I don't know, I still don't feel like I gained the gravity of the whole situation. Like everything was just kind of passing me by and those four years just kept moving. Like I tried to do a lot to survive and try to figure my way around stuff. I was doing, I stuck with the major that I ideally gave into college for in hopes of like finding a job in general i had stuff that i was putting to a side and like majors and minors but along the ways they never really stuck with me because i had to let them go to like make sure i got this main degree so i could go further with stuff and try to get paid like along the way and still at the same time while i'm in college i'm having like mental crisis and trying to figure out what the hell is this all for i'm still building up debt just a mile long and try to figure my way and try just like you try to figure out what's best fit for when i get out of here and try and get a whole bunch of situation but it's like a whole bunch of opportunities and still the time just started flying by and i tried to grab at whatever i can to, to try to build whatever relations i can to try and get everything moving and like just like the post i posted up it's like there's that period after college that kind of hits on a a level of depression that you're not realizing it's going to hit you it's just being pulled out of that environment and that that set of how you was unless you keep going further from there and if it just keeps going up if if you have like a streamline that feels like it's going down a period for a while before you have your like upturn into something towards your degree or something like that, or, or not being as happy as you were. It's just, it's definitely a a major like pulling point of depression that you're trying to work out while you're trying to like handle all the outside stuff. Maybe you're starting loans. Maybe you're starting to get those mails that says the bills is coming up. It's like, it's, it's a lot that's hitting you at the same time. And you're trying to maneuver it. And then you're trying to still figure out if this piece of paper was worth it all. You know what's fun about
1: graduating?
0: Graduating during the Great Recession. (laughs) Shit. So yeah, I graduated in twenty ten. Right into the bullshit. They told us the same thing. They told us much ain't changed. So going you being a starting is another level, but they told us the same thing. Like shit ain't done changed. Y'all gonna try and if y'all got connections, maybe you lucky. So I'm gonna drop some
1: knowledge here. So here is how I would suggest anybody that's entering college prepare for college. First Take time to map out what do you want to do. Not just a guess, but just generally mm-hmm. try to narrow down what you want to do. Game plan, that shit. Right, so if that means taking off a little time before you go in, that's fine. You can have up to a year. I would say up to a year is fine between leaving high school and you going to college. That's fine. The next thing I would say is once you decide in a general area that's what you want to do,
0: get an internship. Yeah. I cannot yeah. stress yeah, I this. Stress that either. Enough. Talking from a person who tried and really did not get that opportunity. Well, man, just stress that. Make that as
1: much as possible. I need to stress this. This is important Mm -hmm. because you want the internship to line up as you're learning. So once you get out of school, you have actual practical experience in what you're trying to do.
0: That's that full experience and and people out here, like real people love their free internship. So if you still in in, in school and you try to pull up on that, they love that shit.
1: You make connections during the internship and you also make connections in school.
0: Mm-hmm. You nothing, nothing nothing, more worse than you graduating you trying to pick up on internship or, or stuff like that because that's not going to be paid and a lot of people don't like you when you graduate graduating is a shitty thing because once you graduate you find out how much people don't love you as much as when you was just straight a student you get put into life with everybody
1: else yep. and the reason I'm stressing the internship is because the bachelor's degree at this point is the new high school diploma it it's is. expected yeah it's expected. So most jobs expect you to have that. Mm-hmm. So the way that you differentiate yourself is to get with experience. And the way you can get that while you're in school and while I'm pushing this is to get an internship. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, if you're getting that internship, you will know right away if you want to be in this field. Facts. So then the earlier you can get that experience, the earlier you can determine, hey, is this something I want you to do as a path? And then if you don't, you can pivot. Yeah. Yeah pivot,
0: pivot that, a lot quicker, I tell you. That
1: yeah. was, and that will save you a lot of time, a lot of headache, and a lot of useless classes.
0: Facts. And then I say, you'll be better for it when you come out. Yeah, and these internships can, they can go hand in hand. You start using the experience quicker while you're in class and you're learning all these techniques and stuff like that, so it feels fresh in your mind. And likewise, you could take your experiences in the internship and take it during class that you can have discussions and be more detailed about it so you can find out specific knowledge that you need to know.
1: Yeah, work your way up to them paid internships
0: too. Yes. Free, is,
1: free is great for experience, but you want to work your way up to them. Paid oh, you always want
0: to get the money. If the money is dead and come grab at it but if you if it's not there you can get experience while you're just still in school and you're probably doing other jobs and other stuff and you're making money some other how i mean it's it's the best situation
1: and i will also say this depending on what you want to do the college route may not be for you There we go. And the reason I'm saying that is if you want to be a mechanic and you want to work with your hands, the college route may not be for you. A trade school would be a better road. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to be a plumber an electrician or something like that, a trade school is for you. If that is your passion and that is what you want to do, what I'm trying to say is don't go to college just because. Mm -hmm. That goes back to what I was talking about about having a plan. If you know you want to go this route and college does not match up with that route, if you want to go to college... Start small. Start with a two
0: year. Get your associates. Get you your trade work together. If you want to go back, you got time, probably more money and, and energy. and You don't got the loans tying you down at that point. So if you want to do whatever you want to do, you can handle it a lot better at that point. At that point, your
1: trade will give you the income. So if you do want to proceed and go forward, you have stable income coming in to
0: do that. And you got life experience. A lot of people coming out of high school, going into college, don't necessarily have life experience to know how to maneuver out of certain situations that they learn when they're very young. So it's like, I mean, you going in there with, with a different life.
1: Yeah, there's no reason to box yourself in that young. So take a step back. Like I said, after high school, I was burnt out of school. Yeah. So see, I, see, I took a step back.
0: There you go. I respect that. I wish things didn't streamline me so well into that. Like there's some things that I definitely feel like shifted like, I feel like I should have taken more advantage of like definitely I'm going to push the study abroad thing for you to, to just don't live into your bubble. Try and see if during your time, even if it's going to put like work with whoever you can to see if you can like fix the money situation or something like that. But like a semester abroad really will like write uh, heighten your, your surroundings or just fix up any kind of situation because you just want that travel experience and and just see how other life lives. Just maybe you might want to shift there. Maybe you want to make big drastic decisions about what you want to do for for life for a while. Maybe you want to see how other side lives and stuff like that just for a little bit. That's, trust me, it's a game changer. It'll open eyes. Even in an interview process, you can speak into your own experiences. Going abroad is great if that's an
1: option for you. I always say take it. But just remember, it's okay to pause and take a step back. If oh, things yeah. are getting overwhelmed, if you got your grants, you don't want to waste your grants, you don't want to waste your pay, you don't want to waste your tap. Exactly. Stop. Take take a semester. Figure out what you want to do. Figure mm-hmm. out how you can maneuver this college thing. Because it goes back to what I was saying. You're only going to get out of it what you put into it, and you got to be <laughs> smart about what you put into it. Because you don't want to waste your college money on a whole bunch of useless courses. Like, yes. you don't want to have this whole bunch of electives that don't transfer anywhere. Yeah. And, and then when you if you decide to switch majors... You gotta retake a whole. You gotta retake all the other courses because none of these courses are equivalent credit. Fucking mess. Don't want y'all. Don't want to deal with that. Nah,
0: nah. That's, that's that's. That's not fun. It's not fun, y'all. No, it ain't. But I'll put a pin in this discussion because we're dropping gems on them. But this has been like one of the most informative OTC conversations we have. This is educational for all out there. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. All right. So moving into our small subsection discussions. All right, so reboot news. Now, this is going to be on the anime information and stuff. So, this week we got a lot of information on live action stuff. So, I'm going to start off with first the smaller information. Uh, we got Yu Yu Hakusho live action coming on Netflix in December. 2023 it was announced so i mean we're officially like two years away from that so i mean as time goes on we'll see how far that's gone and the the look i mean they've dropped hints on how the cast might look and stuff like that but i don't know if it's like legit in the workshops with that so with that, I'm just going to say it's going to be, I mean, we're going to have to see the cast like something else that I'm about to discuss. So with that, uh, do, do you have any comments on the Yu Haga show live action? Why? <laughs> Well, save that energy because we're going into next is the other piece of reboot news that I have written down. The One Piece live action news. And this week we got a look at the cast and you sent me the video on them being all excited. And I'm just this whole time I've been holding gravity to the various announcement. It's hard. I'm going to be honest when it comes to live action, it's always best to do the realistic looking stuff. And One Piece is very hard to do. It's up there with Power Shonen and everything all together. Even the the likes of Luffy stretching and everything. It's like, it's, it's so fucking hard to do. So I, I, the cast is, some is on the upside, some is on the downside. I don't know. How do you feel about this?
1: My eyebrows raised doing it like you said because of luffy and what he does mm-hmm. that's going to be hard to do it's probably going to be cgi it's probably not going to look good mm-hmm. in terms of them in the getup i don't know man this, this...
0: i got to i i'll see them in the fit some people is looking Looking all kinds of way, looking like I don't know, Sanji. Looking the guy who looked like Eminem, looking like Sanji. I, I don't know. The, the, guy, the guy for Luffy, the homie got the, the energy like you showed me. He he got energy, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna have to see people in fits. Oda's behind it, and Oda's been working with it. But I mean, he wouldn't. I never like to go against the greatness of Oda because Oda, Oda knows Oda out here in these streets, right? Oda great. Oda wanted to go listen but, but at the same time when you give your hand off to the studio and you're working on something and you don't like you say that you're looking at something and you look real good at it and you uh, you you like let me just get this paper <laughs> I, I don't know dog netflix is big for the west maybe you're trying something for the west one piece came on netflix and they gave us a hundred and something episodes and never updated so how the fuck am i supposed to trust one piece in netflix
1: Listen, Oda is like, come on and sing
0: along uh, while I
1: get this money.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh uh, Oda's like, yo, if this is just going to give me money so I can continue with the manga, that's fine. Just take the IP. I, he's like, y'all don't even really like it that much in the West anyway. So, like, just, yeah, yeah just take some Netflix stuff. How, how how far is this even supposed to go?
1: Listen, he like, y'all going to have to take this L
0: so I can get these funds. He's, I know older in his mind said it can't be as bad as Dragon Ball. It can't be as bad as Avatar. It can't be. Can't be. Can't be bad as the last airbag. No, no, can't be. Can't be. Mm-mm. Can't be death. Note. Mm-mm. No, no. He's
1: like, he's like, I'm getting kind of old. This economy looking kind of stable. So listen, y'all just
0: gonna take this L. But I get this bread. I don't know, man. That's just gonna be a continued watch over time. We'll circle around back to this one when because Cowboy Bebop is right on the cusp. We're gonna be we're gonna be tackling that eventually. Hey, hey Listen, by time twenty fifty get here, one piece will still be going. Y'all completely
1: <laughs> forgot about this live
0: action movie and I <laughs> got my bread. So y'all gonna be all right well if we excommunicate the other two live actions I talked about from from the history of vicinity because I'm talking out of Earth 2 so I mean if we excommunicate that I guess we'll, we'll just send that over to Earth 2 as well <laughs> so yeah I, so that's it for my end of Reboot News you got anything that's passed along you with Reboot News? No I have nothing for Reboot News this week okay so shifting off of that we're gonna go into some stock news and the only piece of stock news I have is the only thing that concerned me from the last from like after we finished the podcast and the email hit my my account and the moment it did I started shifting shit off of Coinbase for sure but Shiba has finally hit Coinbase. And now it's the number one shit that was starting to, to shift. Like I remember when Shiba first first like started on any kind of like uh any kind of crypto, any kind of market or alternative coin or whatever, like it was the bare minimum of a penny. It was like the subdivision of a penny. So if you bought like any worth of it, it was gonna blow the fuck up once it starts like hitting up numbers because this is the second coming of dodge coin just in general so it's like once that finally come on coinbase i started shifting i was like the shit i put into this i was gonna start shifting straight up to i just wanted some some shiba on my portfolio so like we was talking about last week as long as the the must don't funk then, then we'll, we'll we'll see how this how this work out because I put some money to that side and it ain't looking too bad on, on some Sheba but I, let's see from
1: there. Interesting, interesting. Man, you notice my Bitcoin is up. Mm-hmm. Coin is looking kind of decent.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely continue seeing on that not too bad at all things are looking good my stocks are looking decent everything's up hey so, yes what's up hey we got like I had a long discussion with somebody and man just, just with the situation that just keeps on happening around in life and you trying to make as much stream of income you can I mean just this I mean the stocks things is never instant but it's one of those things where it's like it's a hopeful thing where you just like you put money to the side to hope something comes all together and you're trying to fix up and secure that back for your future for sure yeah man gotta diversify yeah you gotta diversify and look fancy out here (laughs) yep so shifting into it's time for the main event out here So, for those that don't know, this is actually our 44th review uh, recording. Now, we've been doing this for a year plus, but we finally decided to put this out live. So, this is officially our episode of four, but ironically, really, it's our episode 44th review. And this is our irony special because this main event segment... This third segment, Comfy couch. this week is a show retrospective of episode one of the OG and the reboot of the show, The 4400. So this episode is full of four. Episode four, episode 44, The 4400, we all out here. So we are doing that and we're getting into the history notes. So... My co-host is more familiar with this show in general, but do you want me to read off the history notes that I have and you try to confirm for me anything if I'm steering any different kind of way around this? Yep, go ahead. I'll chime in afterwards. Okay, so all these histories that I'm about to break down is both back-to-back information. So one section I'm going to say is about original and then reboot after. So, it's, so each note I'm going to be on original, reboot, original, reboot, just coming straight down. For the original of the 4400, it was run. Running for four seasons, 44 episodes, ironically, from July 2004 to September 2007. And then in the reboot, it started in October of 2021, currently ongoing. For the original, it's under mainly the, it said it was under the banner of the USA Network. And with the reboot, this is under the CW Network. Uh, the original, uh, it being a science fiction drama show, while the reboot is really under science fiction, drama, and mystery. The original inspired hot shows today, like Manifest, everybody knows that from Netflix, and it's getting a new new movie adaptation to co- to finish off, ironically, like you was telling me with the 4400, how you said it ended off on kind of a cliffhanger. It, I guess the same in trend comes with Manifest, because it's getting a movie to finish itself up as well. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, The reboot is the reboot off of, you know, the inspirational show. The original is streaming on Netflix. If you want to watch that there, this new reboot is streamed from the CW app. The original's premise idea of uh, 4,400 people being kind of, in a sense, raptured kind of in a way since one day and snatched up, only to be returned years later into the future like nothing's ever happened, but something changed about them. While the premise of the reboot is kind of the same as the others, only seems to be 4400 minority, only to be returned now during race riot situations. So that's my fast facts and history news on the 4400, the original and reboot.
1: All right, I'm going to fill in some info here. All right, we're going to start with the OG. Mm-hmm. Okay, like like you said, as you said, it ran from 2004 to 2007. Mm-hmm. The show was first offered to Fox, but oh, Fox sorry. only wanted a miniseries.
0: Why does that remind me of um, when we reviewed The Gifted? Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same scenario. I don't yeah. know what Fox's deal
1: is with that. Mm-hmm. But they said no, and they took the show to USA Network, and USA was completely on board. They was like, give me that money. I like this. They went in so far as the premiere episode was actually two hours. Shit. As you said, the show went four seasons, and the show was canceled due to a combination of reasons, as per the co-creator
0: Scott. Was Peters. it so? Was it really that it ran for four seasons and it was forty-four episodes? that I have to double check? Because that's because a, I'm like, number. I'm like, how would it? It seems too perfect for it to be forty-four episodes, and then somehow leave off on a cliffhanger. That sounds like it's supposed to finish at forty-four. It actually is 44. See, I don't I don't understand that. How does it leave on a, that sounds so, so weird. How would it be 44 and it did not finish right? That sounds like an adamant, like, all right, we're going to, it's 4,400. We have 44 <laughs> episodes. Complete. That is super ironic. So the first season was five and the other three were 13. See what I mean? Oh, t- see that makes, t- in my head, because I didn't check all of that shit I-, I thought everybody did 11. No, nope, they're all 13. I had to double check too. That is so fucking weird, Yo, This show was meant to complete, but they fucked up. I don't know who decided to write something further, but they fucked up. It was supposed to end. It's it's right there, forty-four episodes. Come on, guys, come on.
1: And yeah, the episode forty-four that was the cliffhanger. So that makes
0: no sense. That that was on purpose. That meant that show was always supposed to end that way. It was supposed to end cliffhanger and piss y'all off. I swear. Nah, man, that it, we were supposed to. We were right. See- at the top
1: of nah, them it is it was about niggas. to go down nah
0: them niggas read it exactly <laughs> that way they said nah we going to fuck these niggas up it's 44 episodes we ending it off that cliffhanger so they will never know they will never know they just have to have the imagination
1: and i going for that it got canceled because of a combination of reasons it was one as they hit the end of season four. Going towards mm-hmm. season five, we had the Writers Guild of America strike. Yeah, so you know that had to take out a bunch of shows. They had budget issues, and mm-hmm. I guess the USA didn't like the numbers for the previous season. Well, there you go. So you get a perfect storm of all of that, and yeah, it got canceled. Get the axe. I hear that. And of course, like you said, it got left on a big cliffhanger, which, oh, man. Mm. No, I blame USA and a damn Writers Strike. A genius over. Yeah. <laughs> They honestly did. All right. Okay, last notes, this is the the OD. For me, this is my first intro to Mahershala Ali, a.k.a. Oh. I New Blade.
0: A.k.a. New Blade. New Blade. <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep going. New Blade. Respect.
1: Yeah, so this was the first time I saw
0: him. Yeah, and he definitely looks like that. Will we step into this episode? Man, in the early days or something. Listen, man, I think he was the only black man in this show. Well, we're going (laughs) to to talk about that. Talk about that very much. You want to step into the OG now? I'm going to give you a little tips on the new one. Okay, go
1: ahead. Yeah, the new one started, like you said, it started on the 25th of October of Mm -hmm. this year. Yep. And it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. I don't like the premise of this title, where 4,400 marginalized people vanished without a trace over the last century. Mm Mm-hmm. And they made a sudden return. So the time gap has changed between the original. Yeah, the original yes, was from 1946 onwards, so about 60 years. Mm-hmm. So now we are read a whole century. Yeah. But this whole marginalized people think, you I got me raising the eyebrow." CW. Why? Why? Oh,
0: that's. Why? We'll discuss on that. All
1: right. So we're going to head into the first episode of the, the first OG. first episode
0: of the OG, yeah, the pilot. Which is, yes, apropos. All right, so my co-host knows this very well, so he's going to take us on the journey, and I'm going to get my notes in. So let's go. Okay, so the episode starts, we get the show name Behind the Globe. Nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Start on Earth, title of the show, boom.
1: Yep, so we hear a saxophone playing in the background, and we get our first intro into Maya. She's with her parents. It's, it's raining outside. They're in the car. And her dad basically says, hey, if this rain don't stop, we're going to either have to cancel our picnic or we're going to have to have it in the car. Mm-hmm. Now, Maya is telling her dad that she wants to go out and play. And so she's pressing the issue, buttering her parents up. You know, her parents were like, OK, we'll let you go out for a little bit. Yeah. So Maya gets out the car and we see her going through this little forest forest picking flowers.
0: Now, when we see her going through the forest of picking flowers, that's when her nameplate starts to come up with the information in the time period. So, this is March 3rd, 1946. we in Cali, and it shows that while she's doing all that, uh, she's the first one being snatched up by that beam of light.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, we, we find out her name, mm-hmm. the date of her disappearance, and where yep. she's from. So, yeah, she's picking flowers, still, still in a little forest area. There, we get this white light, and we hear this sound. Yep. We can see the light in my- Maya's eyes mm-hmm. she drops the flowers they fall to the floor and the next thing we know Maya is gone
0: yep they has gone
1: and then we still hear the sax playing somewhere in the background mm. the next person we get our intro to is Richard Tyler
0: yep which that's played by Mahershala Ali aka New yep. Blade
1: yes so Richard is getting his ass kicked at the moment
0: yeah we're in an army base in South Korea in 1951
1: yeah so at this point it's a group of white guys that's kicking his ass
0: mm-hmm.
1: we get the capture for him it's may 11th 1954 and we're in south korea yep. now one of the guys that's kicking it behind is telling him that we treated you as an equal but that wasn't good enough for you mm-hmm. you had to cross the line we don't know at this point what he meant but the guy throws something down to him yep. and so richard goes to pick it up and what we see is is him making it out with, with a white lady
0: yep so now you know big on overtones going down talking about black men smooching on a white women these white guys is big man yep and the next thing you know we get the white light we get
1: mm-hmm. the weird sound and Richard is snatched. out of here
0: snatched up neck so next we get our intro to my least favorite character oh. Orson Bailey oh I could sense it. When I was watching the episode, I could sense it. So he's leaving
1: work to go pick up his wife and go to dinner. He's telling his coworker or well, he's planning to take his wife, and his co-worker says that's expensive. And what Orson says is that Elizabeth has been with him for 35 years, and she yeah. deserves a nice meal. Yep. So we get the caption for him as well.
0: Yeah, he goes to his car and it's like it's June 1979 in Tacoma in Tacoma.
1: Yep. And so he's checking his briefcase on top of his car. And here come our friend the white light. Here we sound and boom, homie is going. Snatched up. Don't bring him back. <laughs> Same. Anyways. Up next, we get our intros to Kyle and Sean, their cousins.
0: Yeah, we see So you guys out there stargazing and drinking. Right
1: there on the beach, they're drinking. From what we can tell by their brief conversation, Sean supposedly seems to be the black sheep of the family. Yeah. So we get a caption for both of them. It's April twenty second in two thousand one, and they're in Highland Beach, Washington. Yep. So first, this time we get the eerie sound, Mm -hmm. and then here comes the white light. Kyle screams, and he drops to the floor. Yep.
0: And then Sean is gone snatched up so next we are in present day yeah we shift like off to that so after that situation we shift off straight into present day so
1: present day being 2004
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we see kyle in the hospital yep and we get our first intro to thomas baldwin mm-hmm. so on the news in kyle's room on the tv they're talking about a comet and how yeah. close the comet is about to pass earth interesting so thomas talking to kyle and from what we can tell kyle's in a coma
0: yeah He's been in a coma ever since that situation, apparently. Yeah. And then, so,
1: next we get our intro to Linda. Yeah. So, it's these estranged. are Kyle's parents. Yeah, he's estranged. Yeah. You can definitely tell by the way Linda rolled up in here and said, here, your mail is still coming. Tension. That the, they're separated. Yeah, they did yeah. not together. No. And Tom said, alright, listen, I call the post office, and then he tells Linda, like, I ain't seen you around last couple of
0: days and linda's like she can't make it every day not anymore not after three years three years your picnic been in a coma i mean that's hard that's hard times
1: yeah, and then comes Tom being a dick saying, so what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to give up on him? Like, who's
0: paying these medical bills, my nigga? Like, what you talking about? I got to go to work. Hey, it's
1: like, um, I got to go. Yeah, man. And she, Tom chases after her. She's like, she tells Tom, it's not a competition on who can stay with him the longest. Yeah. She's like, I love him, but I can't live
0: here like you do. Facts. and then Tom was hiring investigations to find out where Sean went in the midst of all this and it's like yo Tom you're a big mess right now yeah Tom is just like uber obsessed he I get it but then Tom (laughs) <laughs> time, Come on, man.
1: Well, I guess Tom is holding on, and we'll get into that some kind of yeah. false hope on finding mm-hmm. some answers, but we'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. later. And Linda's just over his overtime shit pretty much at this point. And Linda says Tom looks tired and he should go get some rest.
0: Yep.
1: So the next scene, we get intro to Danny and Nikki. Mm-hmm. And Danny and Nikki make it out. Yeah. Nothing crazy over here. Nikki says that they're supposed to be watching the comedy. Like Danny's like, yeah, yeah, the comment. Yeah. He was so like, huh? It's. Yeah. so Nikki looks up and she asks Danny, is the comet supposed to be that bright? Mm. And yo, like, yeah, that comet is kind of yeah, bright for so something that's every, supposed to be that far away.
0: Everybody looking up at that comet area and shit looking bright as hell now. Nah. Yep, so the next thing is, we get our intro to Diana scores, mm-hmm.
1: and she's on her treadmill working out, and she gets a phone call. She answers the phone, and the guy on the phone, tells her to get down here now. Yup. So, we get a
0: caption saying, hey, we're at the Seattle branch of the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security dealing with this shit. They taking a large interest in the sky because that comment look like it's coming. It's a lot of commotion going on in Homeland right now. Yep. And so, she gets into down the
1: corridor and she we hear the same voice. That was on the phone. He says, all right, listen up, everyone. We're at DEFCON 1. Mm-hmm. And he started giving out envelopes, talking about these envelopes are from Homesack, Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. So he basically like, our first priority, he's giving them orders, saying, Basically, listen, we got a security airport. We got to ground all the planes. We got to round up all the diplomats and elected officials. And we got to get them to all these bunkers that specify in these envelopes. Protect, protect, protect. So Diana, she's like, yo, can somebody bring me up to speed? And someone tells Diana that, listen, the comet is no longer flying by Earth. It's coming straight for us. Yep. And someone on comms basically said, yo, the comet just changed course and accelerated. Shit. And Diana's like, comets don't change course.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just every you call people because it's about to go down.
1: So at this point, we finally get our intro to Dennis Rodden, the voice of the person that's been giving out all these orders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so he tells diana this one has and diana comes back and says then it's not a comic Whew. so Ryan asks one of the people on his staff like how much time do we have before it impacts and Sun says 28 minutes Damn. As he says that someone gives Ryland a phone. So he answers the phone, it was understood. And he lets everybody know that China just launched missiles at it. Yeah. And China strikes get ready. first. China yep.
0: strikes first and fast at that. So yep, and he said to get ready because we're next. Mm-hmm. So only to, only to find out that China got no effect on that shit though. Listen, d- they sent missiles, we sent missiles.
1: We hear Diana say that our missiles are in the air. England, France, and Russia have sent theirs as well. God damn! So nobody's playing around with this comet. No, not if it's coming in like thirty minutes. So we get information saying the missiles, the first set of missiles, will intercept with the comet in fifteen seconds. So there's a countdown. The countdown going down for fifteen. You see the explosion and
0: no effect. Shit. That shit coming in fast and and fearful with nothing stopping that motherfucker. Everybody fearful and calling their loved ones. You hear the news. So, Rylan asked Diana, how hard will it hit? And Diana says,
1: something that big moving that fast? You don't want to know. Oof. So, the next scene is, yeah, we see the comet heading towards Earth. And we see a quick glimpse of Danny and Nikki. Nikki saying that she's scared. She goes to find her parents. We got various people yep. at Homeland calling their family. We got Diana calling her mom. We got Rylan calling people. We got Tom on the phone with his sister, who is Danny's mother. So that's yep. Danny's nephew. And she's asking Tom, is Danny where we can go? didn't do. He's like, nah. He's like, just hold on the to comet Danny, moving
0: and That fast, it's like y'all could go in the bunkers all you want, but that shit ain't no bunker left with the planet gone.
1: He was like, just hold Danny close and pray. Mm-hmm. So back at Homeland, we get a report that the British missiles have hit, and it ain't do nothing to this comet. Yeah. So Diana is telling um, Rodin that she has the comet on radar, and the comet is slowing down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like what? Sl- now it's decelerating at a quick race now. So she's like, "It's going sometime." And she's like, "This comet is leveling off like and continuing landing. to lose speed. Yeah, as if it's landing." And then someone says like a plane, and then someone else says, "No, more like the mothership." Oh fuck! So Rodin asks, "Where is it? Give me some coordinates." where's it going? So Diana gives him the coordinates based on what she sees and it turns out to be Mount Rainier. So yeah. Rodney's like, that's our backyard!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the next scene, we see everybody and their mother is at Mount Rainier. The yep. government, the
0: cops, the reporters, everybody and their mom is out yeah, here. Once they found out, they like, yo, let me pull up. Shit, if it, if it ain't gonna go kaboom no more, let me show up. What's the hell about to happen? So we hear
1: the eerie sound. And then we see something coming from the clouds. It's a ball of white light. Mm -hmm. So now this this ball of light is just gracefully moving across the water. Then it just stops. The way they've been building up to this Mm -hmm. has been great. Yeah. Because you really don't know at this point what is going on. Yeah. No, the anticipation is really holding. So the reporters at this point are reporting that the object is 200 feet in diameter. We see... Tom, of course, he's still in the hospital mm-hmm. with Kyle. He sees the news on the TV. Danny and his mom are listening to the news, too. So at this point, the ball begins to change, and it looks like it imploded on itself. Yep, it imploded with a shine and a flash of light, and it's just shining all over. Everyone at this point is confused. Yep. But then a blast of light comes out, and it knocks everyone back. most of the front people got knocked down yeah cameraman got knocked down the reporters and everybody else don't know what to make of it at this point we see some smoke and fog and then we begin to see people coming from the fog a large set of people and everybody and the reporters like oh shit what the hell is going on here (laughs) so we start seeing people trickling out but then the fog starts to dissipate and we see it's a lot more people here than we thought Shit, tons. Even the news report was like thousands of people have appeared. So the reporters and everyone else at this point they're stunned. So on the news we see the cameraman showing all of the people. Mm-hmm. We did see Sean, Maya, Richard, Richard, and, and Orson. <gasps> so everybody that got abducted earlier.
0: Sound like the smoke for this old man, true.
1: And then so while watching, both Tom and his sister saw mm-hmm. Sean on TV. So then back in Homeland, we see Ryland asking for some from docs related to all these people that just popped out of nowhere. Yep. And then here comes Tom. Tom tells Ryland, I want back in.
0: Of course he want back in. He saw one of the pieces of <laughs> puzzle he'd been looking for pretty much. Now, Ryland
1: is like, he tells him, He's like, I got 4,400 people that came out of a ball of light and just landed in my lap. Mm-hmm. Some have been gone for 60 years. None of them have any memory of what happened to them. And you want me to drop everything because you want back in.
0: Yeah, what What you mean put me back in the game, coach? What the fuck you talking about, brother? You've been benched all season. Never been played. What you mean you want it?
1: Thomas is like, he can help. Ryan's like, I needed your help before. Where you was at, exactly. Where was you at after all of the season? What you mean when- so we definitely see at this point Rodney and Tom has history because Rodney is going in. He basically says, When Homeland Security asks who I wanted to bring over from the agency, aka the FBI, he's like, Your name was at the top of the list, and what did I get from you? And here up Tom Bullshit, Basuda. Tom was like five months. Ryan was like, and then had a definite leave of absence. Mm. He's like, You made a fool out of both of us boo boo the food nigga and then tom was like i need to find the truth about what happened to my son and then ryan is like and you still do that's the reason why you want back in because mm-hmm. your nephew is one of the returnees yeah
0: situation's more like poo poo i guess linda's not the only one that's tied to tom right now shit everybody tired Everybody hates tom
1: so tom is pleading his case t- t- to Ryland. Next, we see Diana taking some notes on something she's looking at on the monitor. Ryan walks up to her and calls her and introduces her to Tom mm-hmm. and tells her that her and Tom will be partners. Team up, niggas. Tom looks at Diana and he's like, oh, you're ex-CDC. And Diana comes back and says, like, yeah, I heard about you too. Yo. Tom's disgraced. She, she looked at Ryan and she says, you gotta be kidding me, right? That ass. And Ryan is like, is there a problem? Yes. And she goes in. and she's,
0: She goes in. She's like, listen,
1: he went MIA before. What's nice. to say he won't go MIA again?
0: Damn, y'all trying to hook me on to a failing job. I see how y'all feel about me now. And then Tom Tom says, me. And then she looks,
1: she looks <laughs> at him and she, she looks at right she, she completely ignores him and she looks directly at Rylan. And she's like, is this the part where you're going to give me the Be A Good Soldier speech? Hmm. And Rylan says, no, this is the part where I'm going to Give you the speech that you're my best field scientist, and he's my best investigator, and together you're gonna make a good team. He like make it work, please. I ain't got no other options. And Diana's like, well, this should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And here comes Howard. Nice to meet you too, Diana's Like Diana gives me life because she is not with none of this shit. This, this nigga, what he got was
0: dirty. Diana, oh.
1: He, Diana was not. She's like, listen, it's she bullshit. Wasn't fucking
0: but, with you, oh,
1: yeah, like. It's like, you got one time. You got one time and I'm getting rid of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then at this point, we see the returnees and they're being questioned Then we see Diana and Tom reviewing the footage of their question. Diana mentions that for all these people, no time has passed. And so Tom asks them what she thinks happened. Diana's like, listen, I don't really know, but where this thing went down, I ain't ruling nothing out. Nope. So then they view Maya's video. Mm -hmm. And they basically determined that Maya was the first one to get snatched up. And Looks like Diana's taking a little liking to her because she calls her a tough kid.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a kid from so long ago. The kid's this age, and you never know what situation. But the kid is handling this interview process pretty well for somebody then snatched up and just landed in a well, whole different time period.
1: Yep, and then take him time. Tom's talking about there's one returnee in particular he wants to to He said,
0: up. oh, yeah, yeah, there's one in particular. I was told about that. Get the fuck out of my face.
1: Yeah, Diana's like, yeah, she heard returning 2,177. She gives her a distance and he's all yours. Diane's like, you know, get out of my face.
0: Sometime. That ass, wait, get that bullshit away from
1: me. Next thing we see is Orson <laughs> watching the news and there are two opposing views of one, should we let the people out and one saying, nah, we should keep them in because we don't know what's going on with them. Yep. And then here comes Maya and she's the one that's saying to keep us in here. That lady don't like us very much. And then here comes Orson to fill his mutual. Bitch. <sighs> Fuck you, Orson. <laughs> All right, so next we see Sean and Richard. Mm-hmm. And Richard, he's just in amazement that the Secretary of State is colored. Yeah. So so Sean says, You mean black? And he's like, I'll take your word for it. And Richard is just still in the awe because he's like, The National Security Advisor, too? Yeah. Who Doug. black? Where yeah. black? Why black? Yeah, this is on 04. So he's referring to Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice. Mm hmm. So Richard's just like, man, the world show has changed since 51. Damn, Skippy. ain't changed that much, Richard. ain't changed that much, man. Keep that energy coming up. So Sean is basically pacing back and forth. And Richard tells him to relax. You're not going to get out here any quicker by wearing a groove in the floor. Hmm. So Sean was like talking back. He's going back and forth with him. He's like, are you some kind of jailhouse philosopher? And like Richard is like, nah, I'm a barracks philosopher. I was a combat pilot in Korea. And so Sean sees his tattoo and he points to this tattoo and he asks him, who's Lily? And so Richard tenses up a little bit and just says, that's a girl he used to know. At this point, Sean gets called into one of the entry rooms. Yeah, they go talk down. So Sean, he sees Tom and he's happy to see him. He asks Tom what's going on and Tom is like, he'll let him know once he knows. Mm-hmm. They have a real moment like, yo, I can't believe it's you. Sean's like, I can't believe, how do you think I feel? Yeah. right, and so then here comes Tom. He asks Sean if he remembers anything about what happened that night. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, "Not nah, I don't remember nothing. He's like, One minute, I'm sitting on the beach with Kyle, and next is three years later, and I'm standing next to some mountain with a couple of thousand strangers standing next to me. He's like, People are saying that we were abducted by aliens. Shit. So Sean starts asking about his mom and his brother, and Tom says, they're all good. He didn't ask Tom about Kyle. He's like, does Kyle know anything? What's going on with Kyle? And then Tom gets real quiet. Mm-hmm. And so Sean is like, what's going on? He's asking Kyle, okay. And then Tom tells Sean that Kyle's is in a coma. And he's been in a coma since he got, he got abducted. abducted. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean is trying
0: to figure out, like, what are you talking about? Sean says he was fine the last time he saw him. Yeah, Tom being the passive aggressive in this situation really marked up the whole scene on Sean because then he starts to get Sean hella upset in in the way that he feels like he's being accused for some situation there. Yeah.
1: Nah, yeah, cuz at this point, you know, Sean is trying to tell him that yo, we were having a couple of beers. Yeah. And we were good. And then pick up Tom talking about
0: don't lie to me. Tom instigation shit, and it's really annoying me too. <laughs> I've been waiting 3 years to hear the truth from you. Don't lie to me. Listen, emotional bitch, get out of my face.
1: And Sean telling Tom, I just told you the truth. But then the light bulb goes off for Sean, and Sean is pissed. As he should be. Yep. Yeah. He tells Tom, Is that what you've been thinking this whole time? That I gave Kyle something that messed him up, and I just took off? He was like, Screw you, Uncle Tommy. Yeah. I agree. Screw you, Uncle Tommy. Screw you,
0: Tommy. <laughs>
1: and Sean flips the chair and leaves the interview room. Facts. So we didn't see Richard. Uh-huh. and a lady walks up to him and Richard is immediately taken aback yep. they look at each other and the lady is like do I look that bad and Richard was like nah not at all you just remind me of someone she asks Richard how long he's been gone he says since 51 and Lily says it couldn't have been me because I have to be gone since 93 he introduces himself and she introduces herself and he tells her her name is Lily Richard is all shocked all over again he's like who? huh? what? So Richard tells her that his friend was named Lily, too. Lily Bonham. And then now Lily's taking it back because she says, that's my grandmother's name. So Richard is starting to freak out a bit at this point. He's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. He goes and tells Lily. He's like, Lily Bonham from St. Louis? And Lily is like, you my grandmother? (laughs) Richard asks if she's still alive. And Lily tells him she died before she was born. Shit. And Richard just sitting down. He's like, Lily's Lots of dead. Shit. Lily's dead. And I'm sitting here with her granddaughter. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all.
0: I mean, you got to feel for Richard at this point.
1: Yeah, Richard is going through it. He's getting his ass kicked the last time he remembered just for this situation, so. Yep, he thinks like, damn. And so Lily goes on and talks about how she wants to see her husband and her daughter. Mm-hmm. She tells, gives a little bit about his family. Her daughter's only six months old. Yeah. When she was we, taken. Mm-hmm. And see, it was going good, but now we got to go back to pretty ass old horse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so he's there at one of the booths and he's saying something to somebody. He's like, You can't keep us held like this. And here comes Maya again. She gives him a tissue. Yeah. She said,
0: You don't need this. You're yeah.
1: Like, and what? then she walks off and then we start seeing blood jump on the tissue. We realize it's from Ors' nose. Yep. So he looks back at Maya and just Maya's just there. Hi. Be creepy,
0: yeah, yeah. That's one <laughs> thing about this damn child. Oh boy, <laughs> yo, she, yo, I don't know if this child has played other horror roles throughout her childhood life, but goddamn, this child is creepy. Yeah, she is perfect. They cast it right because who she is, what the fuck? like, she's not scary. She's just creepy. no, she's creepy. She's she's perfect to be that I, before the goosebumps. demon shows up. Goosebumps. Oh, she would have been greeting goosebumps if she wasn't already. I don't know. So the next scene we see is Diana saying, we're letting them
1: go? It's only been six weeks. We can't hold them down. Goddamn, son, we running out of
0: facilities and shit.
1: Ryland was like, the court said otherwise. The ALCU filed a lawsuit on behalf of the families, and we don't have a legal right to hold them. Yeah. This is what happens so, when
0: it becomes public, and niggas want to see their people's.
1: Yep, so Rodney's is like anyone who wants to stay can stay. Any citizen will get whatever help we can provide them, vouchers, rent, 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 rent stabilization, rent. And all that good stuff. So they get on their feet. Diana is like, yo, these people need to be isolated. <laughs> Tom is like, um, they're, they're not a virus. They're human beings, Diana.
0: Ooh boy, does that sound uh, that sound interesting coming from a time in the future to hear? Like, they're, not, they're people. They're not a virus. Ooh, ooh. Look at uh, yeah, know. I know what you mean. Oh, boy. For current times, like, you know, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I know somebody <sighs> in Homeland looking at that in the future like, God damn mm.
1: <laughs> and so then we see all the people leaving. And as I'm watching this, I realized they gave, in this first episode, boy, they gave the reboot a perfect setup. And I didn't realize it until I rewatched watched this episode.
0: Keep that thought in mind when we do the retrospective. So I want to hear that.
1: Yeah. So, omitting what I'm going to mention later, mm-hmm. Ryland says that the returnees will check in once a week. And any issues the returnees have will be handled by this office, basically, mm-hmm. Seattle print And he says they will continue their investigation. Hey, so we got all this good stuff going on. Yep. At this point, I will mention that because I don't want to give too much away from me to yeah. our perspective. Mm-hmm. But at this point, the people are leaving. So there are 79 people plus 135 who decide to stay in quarantine for the time being. Mm-hmm. So there are about 250 people that are staying in this Seattle, Washington area. Yeah. And these are the people that Ryden's group is directly responsible for. Yeah. So, that, that we went down from 4400 to this, these 250 because everybody else that left and went all over the country and wherever they was from. Mm-hmm. So, there we see, they all leave and we see Richard and Lily. They chatting it up, talking about how, yeah, we got to start over. We ain't got no I.D. We ain't got nothing out. Richard, like, technically, I'm supposed to be 82 years old. Shit. So it's wild. So now we got everybody just trying to reconnect. Yeah, readjust back to their lives. <laughs> to their lives. Yo, this had to be some rough shit. Imagine being pulled away and then
0: trying to reconnect. This Especially was thick- depending on what time period you're from to come back and just try to realign with everything and just try to adapt with what I mean, whatever you was nor like. 10 years past, and there's a huge shift. You don't even start on people who's been away for like 50 years, can't even see color change. Think about this. This was the Thanos snap before the MCU brought out the Thanos snap. Yeah, but five years was a blip. Some of these niggas been gone for like <laughs> 20, 30, 40. So what? you just, yeah, you just compound it. Man,
1: like, where are my buddy? Where my interest go? My my, 401k still around? Where my
0: family? How everybody looking? Like, what the hell? I'm still the same. Talk about being in the same place. Like, you know how everybody talks about growth. And if you go back to the same people, the same places, and you see Mm -hmm. the same old people, man, imagine you don't even get that opportunity to grow and everything changed around you. Like, goddamn. Yeah, imagine. Everybody you grew up with is old, and you
1: looking like you twenty five. Yo, mm. how that work?
0: All your friends is dead.
1: <laughs> so that is just a lot to just think about, processing all of that.
0: All I'm thinking about is if you're old and you pull up trying to make new friends, you look like Steve Buscemi, and hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how how do you do? What 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 goes on in the new life? Yeah. So
1: at this point we see all of the attorneys starting to reunite with their families. We see Sean meets up with his brother and his mother. We see people meeting up. We see Lily looking for her husband. Yep. And so far her husband nah. ain't nowhere to be found.
0: <laughs> that nigga looking like he got snatched up too. Like where, where where he go? Where he go, bro?
1: Wow, but you know, a lot of happens. going on here. A lot of people a lot of people reconnecting. Mm-hmm. And Lily's like, yo, husband ain't here. With so of course, she you know, like,
0: she's
1: like, I know that nigga seen the news. What's good? Lilita rolled up to the house. She knocked on the door. A girl opens the door, and it's her daughter.
0: With her friend.
1: Yeah. And now, to rephrase this, remember when she got snatched up, her daughter was only six months. Mm-hmm. And she's been going since 93? Yeah, so about, it been about 11 years. Yeah, so she'd be about 11 now? Yup. And so she's looking at her, and then we hear her father. She's telling her that. Hi, I'm your mom. And she's like, who she's like, what? what? Get away from me, stranger? The fuck? Yeah. Stranger danger. What you mean, mama? And then Unhand out me, woman. <laughs> yep. And then out comes her father. This no good piece shit, Brian. This nigga came out like,
0: God damn, these old hoes. Miss Get away from my chat.
1: And then she sees Brian and Nate have a little chat. She hugs Brian. And he said, Man, I ain't feeling that. Old. And then Brian is like, Look at you. You're having the age to date. And she's like, Yo, why you ain't come get me? Like, didn't they t- contact you? He
0: was like, Yeah. Yeah, they talked me. Keep yeah. her ass in the jail. He <laughs> Keep her ass in the motherfucking
1: jail. He's like, He's like, you have to understand, Lily. I thought you. I didn't think I was gonna see you no more. I thought you was dead.
0: I thought you hit the road, Jack, and ain't come back. So shit. Hold t- on.
1: And then he tell Lily, I'm married.
0: Shit, I got new hoes. What you mean?
1: And he's and so Lily done put two and two together, and he talking about how has been a good mother to Heidi, and we have a son now too, a little boy cool Now I'ma say, Brian, you ain't shit. <laughs> You ain't shit
0: for telling that little girl she got a mama. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing I hear some shit on because that's it. That's it. 11, 11 years is a long time. So I, yep. ain't, I ain't gonna front niggas for moving on. I mean, mm-hmm. like, niggas need help in these streets, and you know white people need help, so shit. Yep, but like, you ain't
1: shit for not telling her about her mama. Yeah.
0: yeah. At least you could've kept that going for at least uh, who she wanted to know and stuff like that. Keep that information flowing. They'll be hiding. People stop hiding that other part to the family member. People need to know their history. People need to understand whoever, whoever that other part of the family is. So if you got the information, spread the information. Yeah, because she gonna find out sooner or later when she does, she gonna be pissed. Look at that. You never know. They could drop out of the sky like some alien and shit, and bam, your mama back after 11 years.
1: Yeah, But yeah, Lily is crushed at this point. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel for me shit, Brian. So back. Oh, boy. It's our friend Orson again.
0: <laughs> it's your buddy.
1: <laughs> Alright, so he looks like he has some kind of nursing home place. Mm-hmm and so he's there he goes to look around and see and we find out the lady that he's going to see
0: is Elizabeth
1: is Elizabeth and from what I can tell here at this point Elizabeth has well she's older of course and she has dementia
0: Oh, that, she definitely got onset dementia for sure her, her mind looked like it's gone straight from the day where yeah. she was waiting for her husband it was that that him disappearing on that date night was probably the thing that sent her over the the, the moon with that yeah because he's like have a thirty five and uh yeah All right, and or it's just never I don't think she ever accepted that he never showed up on that and that night and it really crushed her. Yeah when you've been with somebody for that long I can definitely see that like they just up and Gone, gone. Huh. especially in that time, you got to think about that. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, it's probably been that she's been taking care of this one person, and this one person's been her whole life at that point. So, if that yeah. nigga just up and gone, what is she supposed to do? Yeah, especially at that age. Like, once yeah. you've
1: you been with somebody that long and you up there in uh, numbers in that time, it's like, yeah, it's like that's a shop.
0: And so, her personality is her husband, and he was making all the money and shit like that. He had all the businesses, so it's like, once he gone, you kind of stuck. You literally, like, it's a perfect <laughs> capsule of saying. That you're stuck. She's got dementia. She's stuck in the mind. She's stuck in the life. She's stuck in everything. So she got she got nothing. She got nothing. Yep. I don't like this man, but I feel so bad for him at
1: this point. Yeah. Seeing his wife like that. Yeah, it would, it would make anybody go crazy. Yeah. So that that whole that whole scene there, I was like, oh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he's trying to comfort her, and she has a little sobbing a bit at the end, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. dang they really make you feel for these people though
0: if you get if you really get uprooted from your life for like many odd years even if you're gone for like a week or something like that it's it's big changes that can happen niggas assume that you ran away or something like nigga i got grabbed by some ball.
1: yep i like how they they really set up one them being snatched and so life far.
0: Outs- and and trying to readjust with life i like how all of this has been cemented in this first episode
1: yeah, they really, they really did a lot in this first episode. That's what so I'm well. saying, because we were about to compare something else. So at this point, we see Sean at his house. You know, everybody, he's having a welcome Depression. back party. Right? So he's there with his brother, Danny. Mm. He's like, yo, Sean, most of your friends probably at college, so they ain't here right now. <laughs> They said at, who? Nah. we see Nikki, who I think at the time he left, was 14. She was
0: see the weird thing with Nikki was that's something weird. He was too old for Nikki because Nikki was like 14. She was young booty at that time. Mm-hmm. But now that he's back and shit like that, she they were right age right there, which is starting to get really creepy. But hey, that's what they want to rock with. Yeah, the way they were looking at each other, I'm like. Ah shit was hella creepy. I know you was at a certain age, you was young booty at that time, and that nigga was looking like a mean predator at the time. But now that you know years have shifted and you grow older, it's all okay. <laughs> like nah, bro. That shit was shit was creepy vibes. <laughs> Oh, no, this young booty shit was weird. This it that's yeah, a whole yeah. unpacking. I know that's probably gonna be a whole unpacking. And I knew stepping into that shit, I was like, if I go any further, it's gonna be mad, weird young booty shit. Oh, I'm not gonna even listen, I'm not I'm not gonna say I nothing. Know. That's because... a, that's the time for if a nigga continues.
1: <laughs> so next day we see Richard, and he's in St. Louis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we see some homeless people, and you know, Richard's just looking around. He's like, Yo, he's like, Yo, I used to live here, and the he's homeless true. people Nigga said I live here now, bitch. I would have kicked over his little heating can.
0: Fat took me, he can't flip a nigga into a can. Right, talking all that shit, I would have knocked this fire can over. Snicket, yo, hey, bro, Richard as civil and docile as possible. They were like, "We gonna make this black man weak." Listen, I get
1: it because of the time period that he's from. Mm-hmm. And so we're back at the party, and we see Diana and Thomas there. Mm-hmm. And then so Thomas like, "Yo, I brought you to the party so you can see that the returnees are human and put the name to a face mm-hmm. and remind them they're people, not viruses." Don't. So we get some interesting here because Linda shows up mm-hmm. and Tom introduces Linda to Diana. He's like, "Yeah, this is my partner, my um, my work partner." And they meet, and he's like, "Yeah, this is my wife, Diana." She's like, "Nice to
0: meet you." We're separated. <laughs> Yo, Linda wasn't cutting the mustard here. She was like, "Straight up, I don't like this nigga. I'm done.
1: You want him? You can have him." Yeah, she tells Tom, she's like, call me. We need to talk." <laughs> and Linda walks off, and Diana was like, "Well, that
0: was that was awkward." Yeah. <laughs> She said, I don't want none of that. Right. Now and it was like, yo, what you what you brought me in, son? That ass man, I ain't with this stress shit.
1: So then we see Sean. So Tom Sean talking. A bird hits the window.
0: Whole ass Windex commercial. Fulfilled. So
1: Sean picks up the bird. Bird Tom says the bird has a broken neck. They're talking. Let's see no, the bird opens his eyes, pop back up, and he fly away.
0: Yeah, well, homie was in it was in uh it was in Sean's hands and something but homie homie woke up and and whoosh!
1: Oh, so Tom saw it. Tom's like, uh, Mm. okay.
0: He's got that hmm
1: emoji face. Yep. So just weirdness going on. Yep. And so the next thing we see at the facility, we see Diana with Maya. Mm -hmm. And they found a family for Maya.
0: Yep, an adoptive family. Yep, like, okay, right now. Yep, set her up real good, ready to go off with the family. And in the midst of Maya being creepy again, she's talking about she's giving a premonition pretty much.
1: Yeah, she's like, I'll be back. You'll be seeing me again. And
0: uh, Diana's like, next uh, week? She's
1: like, no, sooner than that.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then she walks off.
1: Diana's like, okay, uh, child, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, it's, it's it's more Orson time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more perky. Okay, it's more Orson <laughs> yeah, huh? <laughs> time.
0: Right there, you go. That's just like that.
1: <laughs> so Orson is back at his law firm, firm he coming leaving from where he got snatched, and so he's talking to one of the current partners. Yep. And so he asked, the partner asked, like, what's up? What's going on? And Orson is like, yo, I'm coming back get a corner office, you know, some business cards, secretary. Orson said, I'm back. Get my company. And he's like, I should be able to start seeing clients within a week or so. And homie is like, you looking for a job? No,
0: nigga, this is my company.
1: He's like, this is still Kensington and Bailey, isn't it? He's like, yo, um, I just had to let some people go. Time's are tight. Um, we about? Yeah, he's like, I ain't got no openings for you right now, Mr. Bailey. Nigga, he's like, my name is on the board. That's not, He's like, son, he's like, openings? <laughs> and then he was like, yo, Nigga,
0: I am the dog.
1: <laughs> and his son was just, son was big man at this point, because he's like, yeah. yo, he's like, look, my name is there. He's like, um, I still own part of this company. She's like,
0: nah, homie. Bro, son, you've been gone for so long, we put you on out to pasture, and that name is only out of respect. Yeah.
1: He was like, listen, your wife t- took your interest in the company. She got bought out. Yeah. He's like, when they declared you were dead, we bought you out. We gave that money to your wife. Yeah,
0: He's bro, like, why do you think she's up for where she is?
1: Yeah. He's like, I'm not dead. He's like, well, your wife accepted the agreement. Yeah. Or she's going on like, yo, what happened to me? Has no presidents. He's like, well, until they figure out a precedent, ain't nothing I can do for you.
0: Thanks, <laughs> right, out. What the, what the? Oh, hell no. And we all know about white man's rage, especially yeah. old white man's rage. Hey, hey, he breaks the glass. To- and no blood came out of that. That was definitely sus. He busted that shit up into pieces in his hand like he was the Hulk. Yeah.
1: Son was just angry. Making
0: me angry. <clears throat> you don't like me when I'm angry?
1: Horses and Smash.
0: Horses <laughs> Smash.
1: And son, look, homie, look shook. He, like, die. This dude crazy. This nah, man. he
0: old and crazy.
1: So, back at Maya's in her adopted parents' house. Acting strange again. So, they show Maya to her room. Maya takes off her shoes mm-hmm. and she puts him on top the chair. And so they tell her, hey, we have Roo, we have one room here with no shoes on the furniture. And Maya says um, she puts them there because she doesn't want them to get wet. They're like, what the fuck
0: you talking about?
1: So they put them... So the parents put them back down on the floor and she puts them back up on the chair.
0: Mm-hmm. She's like, I said what I said.
1: And so... The next thing we see is we see Richard just walking around. He's yeah, in a, seeing a how diner. much the
0: world changed. He's trying. He's looking all around to all his interracial loving going down, and he like, man, this world so this this but, time is so accepting and shit like that. Where the fuck was this when I was loving?
1: Right, every couple he dig up, he probably see him and Lily. Yeah, grandmother, but you know,
0: like <laughs> damn son. I, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the grandma lily. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. He said I could have been booed up in all this situation. This nigga sitting in the booth tried to smoke a cigarette. Some nigga see him off to the side. He said, Look, yo, look at the sun. No smoking in the door. He like, nigga, I can't do nothing. Yeah. Put that motherfucker in his coffee, like, God damn, son. Yeah, so we just see snippets of each one of the returnees. Yep. Everybody reflecting on changes, hitting hard. Everybody hitting hard times. That whole shit with uh with Sean and Young Booty. I like I mean, <laughs>
1: Yo, you got that. You got Orson with his wife. Mm-hmm. You got Richard just out and about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like you said, Rich is going through it, Lily going through it, Sean is going through it with young booty as you call her.
0: <laughs> yeah, young booty going down, and that's just been hitting everybody hard, so everybody dealing with that.
1: And yeah, it's crazy. So everybody, we just is
0: the next scene we see with Maya or Orson. The
1: next scene we see would have been the holes in the house where Maya's new family is. at. Oh, it so yeah, sprung yeah, a leak, right. so right, yeah. we got
0: the water is flowing. Yeah, at yeah this like point. Maya said, that that sprung a leak and it started spreading. Out and the shit all got messed
1: up. Yep. So at that point, the leak has sprung and the Mm -hmm. water is flowing. Yep. So her stepmom went into the room, saw Mm -hmm. Maya's shoes up back up on the couch, and she was like, "Hmm." Maya looked at.
0: She gave the same hmm emoji face like everybody else was like hmm. And Maya gave her that creepy stare. Yeah. I was like, yo. Imagine if Maya was your adopted child and that situation just happened, and then she just looked at you after that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." she gotta go back. Mm. Mm, taking this one back. No, I seen the movie Orphan enough to know where this is going. I ain't about to get next. Bye. Bye.
1: Nah, nah, I'm sorry. You you too, give me the child, willy. You too creepy. Child, I gotta you, take yeah, you
0: back. Child, you want not do something to me in my sleep. You want not try and get rid of me. I know too much. You got to go. <laughs> not. Okay, so, so Orson trying to try Yeah, yeah Alright,
1: so at this next point. is Orson. He rolls up to Dude's house, the partner he was talking to earlier.
0: Yup. he like, let me in, let me in. Shaking he's that old motherfucker. He's ringing the bell like a wild man. Yeah, he said, yo, you see me. I know how these damn things work. You can see me out here. Let me in. I want my company back. Give it back. Oh. Uh. So,
1: Crazy Orson is ringing the bell like a madman.
0: Breaking in. Trying to break in.
1: Nuts. Freaking
0: yep. nuts. Yep. Breaking in. Say, yo, let me in. Let me in. Shaking the damn gate. Shaking everything. Shaking the and then Somehow, out of nowhere, started causing an earthquake. Motherfucker shaking all over the motherfucking place.
1: Yes, son. He's like, let me in. Let me in. Let me fuck in. Like, you know where I'm at. Yeah, he, he started shaking the gate like a madman. Then yep. windows started exploding. Yup, I'll start shaking. Yep. so son is like, what's going on? After he starts shaking. Glass exploding. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to son head, but he, he, saw, he got something done to him. Yeah, I don't know
0: what Austin did to him, but something quaking in his head and something quaking in Orson's head, and both of them, both of them, all went off, and then just the snap, and homie, homie, perfectly fell back into that damn thing that was up. It, it was a table. Yeah, ass.
1: yeah, the thing was holding the table. The glove. So fucking perfect. He fell back. I don't know. He got an aneurysm in head, something, but then yeah. something dropped, and then. He fell back right into it. Yeah, and it kills him. And and then that I, I, that was the, the ending of the episode, right? Yeah, that was the ending of the episode. So I knew you wasn't shit, Orson. I tried yeah. to give you benefit for the die. I
0: knew your ass wasn't shit. Yeah. Someone gave you too much. That's what you was already a, a high powerful old white man. Now they're giving you strength. Oh no. Right. No, no, no. Out no. here, kill him up. Yeah, you had to be the first one to push it too far, eh? So my final thoughts on this is this show's concept is very interesting. At first, I thought it was people of the same time, but people of different generations getting taken for years only to be returned to have to adjust. Also, with powers is absolutely wild. Now, uh, first episode is deaf enough to be wondering about what everybody going to do and what powers they got. So after that, that's already a cliffhanger to keep going with that. Yeah, so
1: my thoughts are just very simple. I was hooked on this from the jump. From when they mm-hmm. first started, and people getting snatched up. The way this is formatted, it's not just sci fi. Honestly,
0: the sci fi here is just. It's very minimal sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, like the sci-fi of it is literally the the landing of the comet and shit like that. Other than that, yo, you can't even really say powers per se. Sci-fi is everything that they try to do with alien standpoint. And even that was interesting.
1: Yeah, so the first episode is not really sci-fi heavy. It's more drama yeah. and it's mystery heavy. This yeah. is more X Files right now yes, than 100%. something like Battlestar Galactica. So Yeah. Yeah, and nice I like, Star Wars now. So I like the way that they built up the characters in this first episode. Yeah, like very much. you found you somebody, feel, you
0: feel something with everybody. Whether you like them or not. Yeah, you found somebody that you can relate to
1: in this first yeah. episode. Or somebody you understand. Yeah, that you can have an attachment to. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a definite continue, especially with the way they left off.
0: Definitely. All, All right. right. So <laughs> let's get into episode one of the reboot called Past is Prologue. So they didn't even start off with an episode uh, called Pilot like most of these motherfuckers. This one had a title. So yeah. Let's get into this
1: all right so you know how i feel about the, the whole little premise pilot they have
0: for that so yeah. all right let's go into the marginalized people yeah see we start off with an interracial couple waking up in bed
1: yep and so they're talk- talking about oh yeah they're, they're getting back adjusted so yeah. the wife is just coming off maternity leave mm-hmm. and she's getting just getting ready Yep, the baby have, crying
0: is named mariah
1: yep so at this point mariah is four months old
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Like I said, they're they're just getting everything ready. Mm
0: -hmm. First day back to work after maternity. Yeah, all that.
1: Taking pictures, all that that nice stuff. Mm -hmm. So the next thing we see, so we see this man, our lovely first character. She's getting in her car. Mm-hmm. And of my first thing is the green light.
0: Yeah, and the way yo, the, mm, I I want to talk about this in the retrospective, but the the way how these people get snatched up is so violent. Yeah, it, they get dragged out of this motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? So yeah,
1: like I said, this is this is Shanice. So we get our first intro to Shanice. Mm-hmm. So, at this point,
0: Shanice is, like I said, she's just getting ready to get into her car. Yep, singing in the car, everything. And then that green light like, came in and said, come here, bitch.
1: Yeah. Now, what's... What, what, don't be crazy. Is that? yeah, she's she's good. She's driving. She's at a stoplight. She's vibing. Car start crackling. The wind. And so she just gets sucked up by the car. This nigga said, come here, bitch. And then the next thing you know, we see her chuck thrown down the floor. And then well, we see more people falling for the floor. then we mad. see all these... Bad generate this shit happened so fast, son. I'm like, we see all these green openings coming. I'm like, what is going
0: on? Yeah,
1: and not in a good way. It's like, what the fuck?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all that time and dedication spent to something, you know. I'm Once again, I'll say that for the retrospect. Yeah. But yeah, people are getting grabbed up and snatched up and sent into a. location. What? they all ask where the fuck they at. <laughs> she got knocked down by a dude that came yeah. from a portal landing straight on her. Disrespectful ass portal. Yep, they grab them, threw them to ground, and have them knocking into each other. These niggas is these these if these motherfucking aliens, these are belligerent aliens this time. Man, if these are aliens, they don't give a fuck about none of these people. Nigga said last time the other motherfuckers came earlier and they was all sweet and nice to y'all. Like, he said, "Fuck all y'all, we ain't like y'all no."
1: And so she's asking where she's at. The the dude was asking where where he was she like yo this is I think this is Bell's Isle. And he's dude's like in Brooklyn. She's like nah, in Detroit. Gee, what? <laughs> he's like excuse me. And so yeah, like said, so we see we see more people falling.
0: So dude, we guy, see police <laughs> and helicopters rolling all over. <laughs>
1: So they hear sirens and all this stuff. It's like, yo, they don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. And so at this point, the dude that she that fell on her, like she's a doctor, and now all the portals stopped. We got a whole bunch of people in this park. Yep. No explanation, no reasoning. Just like they are all here. Yep, we here. And we see the helicopters flying around, and we see all the cop cars. Mm-hmm. Sure, they there fast, but I guess all well, the portals open, and I guess somebody reported something.
0: Mm-hmm. After the first certain person they saw.
1: Yep. So the next scene, we see some people getting they getting scanned. Yep. This looks like it's some kind of hotel.
0: And the first name we hear is Keisha Taylor, a uh, parole officer with her, with her girlfriend, boss, trying to figure out what the hell happened on Bell Ave.
1: Yeah, man. This is wild. So, yeah, we get our first intro to Keisha and Jarell. Mm-hmm. at this point. And I see this is crazy. So they, they got scanned in. Woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. So Keisha, you know, she's trying to like, yo, listen, Keisha Taylor. She's like, yo, what's up? It's like, I'm yep. a parole officer. Yep. She's like, what am I doing here? What's going on? Tell me what's going on. And then she gets pulled aside and cause she she really trying to find like, yo, you're going to tell me why I'm here? What's up? Yeah. Like my boss told me to come down here. He ain't tell me nothing else. Why am I here? What's going on? I'm not with this. Nope. I'm not with this. Why am I here? What's going on? It's the bullshit. Big time. <laughs> right. So she gets pulled aside, which we find out is her girl. Yep. And she filled it in and she's like, yo, did you set this up just to get me over here?
0: Facts. She said, nah, it's the, it's the bullshit for real. You got to work.
1: Yeah, today, now it's all business. Say like, this is all business. Yep. It's like all right, bet, so why am I here?
0: Yeah, they figuring what the fuck happened. They snatched up everybody in that in that area in a roundabout.
1: Yep, she's like, You heard about the people at Bell Island? She's like, Yeah, well, that's why you here. Yep. Say, like, listen, you and this in the
0: social worker over here, we
1: y'all need to figure out what these people
0: deal. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna do it. Big time.
1: And then so we're seeing all of these people.
0: Yeah, black men and black women alike of generations trying to figure stuff out.
1: Yep, she the doctor. Smooth talker over here. See a little boy, yep. little girl. Like I said, we in, we in Detroit. Yep. And they are looking around, and it's like, why are we here? What's going on?
0: Yeah, people are they, trying. People are being held and trying to figure out the timelines and, and stuff yep, like that.
1: They are all confused. Yep. They're like, what is going on? Like, yo, I just want to go home. Facts. So they're all confused. They're like, yo, what years? is No, nah, nah, I left for 2005. Nah, I left for 1946. What are you talking about? So. The hell she, you mean a two? Shanice, like, hold, hold up, y'all. Hold up, y'all. She turns around to the cop and she asks him, she's like, yo, what year is this? She said, nigga, this is 2021. He's like, it's 2021. And they're like, she turns what? around and they look at each other, like, 2021. And he looks at the, the security was like, what year did you guys think it is? Yeah, you see everybody going through the head cannon, Like, they're trying to figure it out, it's like, the hell you mean me in 2021? Mm-hmm. And it's all trying to sink in, like, nah, son, listen, I came from, it's like, it can't be 2021. I came from 1963.
0: Yeah, son. they was all having a struggle with that situation. Mm-hmm.
1: So we get back and we see Jerrell yep. sitting there, Jerrell telling them to take off the glass. He's oh, like, nah. social worker. Yeah. So they have a little back and forth and Keisha like not nah, a glass stay. I don't know what Gerald's yeah, trying they, to do, but
0: they're battling on that idea of the Glass through like pa- the idea of the pandemic because this is this yeah. is created after the pandemic. Yeah. And then there was also talking Jarrell was talking about his life under the border rule that he said people are uncomfortable being between like that Pepsi glass trying to talk because you're not treating them like humans.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now Keisha's like, nah, nah, we ain't playing that. We ain't playing Keisha, no Keisha's
0: so by the book, yo. Well
1: she's w she was a parole officer
0: PO yeah, she she she, she <laughs> definitely okay but she definitely buy the book by the book like god damn yeah that's most PO's for you she she that's I get that but she's definitely on the side of you already guilty they like yeah proving proving, proving the motherfucker is, is, is Irrelevant. You done guilty, nigga. You gotta, gotta Move hella high water to show me that you innocent.
1: Yeah, I think about who she would be working with on a on a regular basis.
0: And yeah, but Jesus Christ, man. No love. No love. No, none at all. No love at all.
1: And so at this point, you know, we see some more interactions between the returnees.
0: And I said they already sick of the white people around. in Oh yeah, and them, they, and they was together and they was like, oh, it look like white people still doing this shit around
1: yeah, here. Right. They, 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 if it's twenty twenty one, I would expect more progress. Don't them really them 1950,
0: 1970, niggas was like white people are still in power. God they, damn! like this still bullshit. The still bullshit still going on. Like, son we ain't done nothing. The revolution ain't been televised. yet. all that shit we did, and this is it. Fuck Martin Luther. All that shit still with this? Still with the bullshit? I still like you. Sure, in ain't nineteen sixty something. Like nah, send me back. We, we something happened long
1: way. We gotta face this. <laughs> send me back.
0: What the hell, I'm going back to tell all them niggas the revolution will start with gun rise. Yep, and so we see. Everybody getting caught. Yeah, we see
1: Bernice. Bernice, She's not okay. She's just like, that 2021 really hit her. Yeah. And she's just like, son, what about my kid? Yeah. To my 2021. Listen, my kid was only six months." months. Four months, yeah. In this case, and she's like, listen, Shanice is like, Whew, so she's that's all that's occupying her mind right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, people, uh, well, people around getting uh, researched and asked what, what was the last thing that they kind of remember. So that was all on the video file and them getting interviewed out.
1: But that thing, you know, we see the cameras rotate the other way and the door open. Mm-hmm. Okay, blonde girl, who are yeah. you and what are you doing?
0: Yeah, Shanice, Shanice meets up with, with a girl called uh, girl named Mildred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like she was feeling Shanice's story, so it looked like she moved the lock with her mind or something. So Mildred uh frees Shanice in a sense, and she says, You got to go find your family. Yep. I Mildred, like, I don't, I don't really got nobody, but you, you, you seem like you got you got people to look for, so go ahead. <laughs> she was like, Go, go be free, go fast, go, go my butterfly be free. And then also the other thing I noticed is this is definitely a show after the pandemic time because all the police officers are still in masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely... Yeah, This is, these are the things that you kind of got to point out with shows after or mid getting recorded the pandemic. Niggas is just wearing masks on screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's still here in this episode. Yeah, very much so.
0: <laughs> That's just real world shit. And then they bring it up during the episode of showing that even in the show time, is pandemic time, the fast.
1: Yeah, we still in it, y'all. We are still in it. Yep. And this show is still in it.
0: Yep, and everything will continue to still be in it we will talk about these time periods of shows just being in masks going forward yeah that's uh i don't like that new
1: normal that's where we are
0: even all the backstages if you watch backstage of like a lot of shows nowadays it's just straight people in the crews and masks and shit like that it's just gonna have to be how it be yeah like this is, I mean, this yeah. is it's weird it's very much weird yep but yeah, back to it.
1: the story at hand
0: yeah shanice get free shanice is on the bus because, I mean, her car and all that shit done snatch. So she hopping on the bus, watching the world change. She watching niggas on their phone, you know, hitting TikToks and shit like that. She was like, yo, I've been out for a minute. What the fuck is... She looked at that iPhone like, where you flip at? Where that raise at, bro? What's going on? So
1: she goes past her old college, and she gets a flashback of when her and her husband met
0: yeah the backstory this is another this is another low key thing that CW be doing too much but it's that white man saving black girl thing how Shanice met her husband Logan in the middle of a protest time during her growth to being a lawyer in Detroit no blood for oil this is literally like the way I'm explaining it is exactly how they gave it out he met her she told her whole story to this random nigga I'm trying to be a lawyer in Detroit to change all the revolutions and Mm -hmm. I'm in this protest about no blood for oil like (laughs) goddamn.
1: yep daddy exactly it and I was like what? yeah
0: the hell he came in to save Shadis from getting hit by the cop he was like no you've been raised right to this white man come in to see
1: man listen my eyebrows have been raised so much during this thing so far
0: trust me man it's a definitely a cw thing up the alley <laughs> man when it says networks affect shows this is a yeah. if i haven't ever gotten used to watching me and my beloved the captain kenya is just like we watch a lot of cw this is literally a cw branded show for sure. I've not watched CW consistently in a long time. So I know. This, it's, it's, this it's, is... it's a lot of mess. Oof. But yeah, so we go back to K and J. That's, that's what I'm saying to them on the low because this is just them going back and forth. They have yeah. a hard time figuring stuff from people's stories.
1: Yeah, man. they like, listen, don't nobody know nothing. It's just something about some green light snatched them up.
0: Yeah, and you know, Kane trying to hear none of that shit. Mm. Green light? No, that's sounds like bullshit. Hey, like, so it's the bullshit. And Jay trying to be like, nah, have a heart, girl. What the hell? These people got him locked up in this hotel. That ass, you black? What you mean you want to lock up more black people in here? Like, what's wrong with you?
1: Jarrell and pulled the time. like, "Listen, I gotta go take this call.
0: You got this." Shit! Oh yeah, he took that at, at the interesting point because that's when she talked to this one homie yeah, that just ain't talked to nobody. Don't speak. No, don't say nothing.
1: She's like, um, just looking like know, you. So you haven't spoken since you arrived. Yeah. What's what's, what's going
0: on? What you hiding, kid? All
1: right. And then so we see we get right to the doctor and he's looking at. Oh, girl wound, and he saw that her wound has gone down a lot. Yeah, it was
0: way more, it was made more cut than that. Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, when we first saw her wound, it was almost all the way across Mm -hmm. her leg, and then he looked at it now, it's about a quarter of the size it was. Yeah. So that's is wild. Yep. So, from what we can tell, she has some healing ability.
0: There's something going down with that. Yeah. man. And then, in the midst of all this, authorities is being alerted that Shanice escaped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanice is woo woo. Shanice is on that A wall bullshit. She got that cover heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They all trying to chase her down. Big police energy. So, sure. Shanice, so Shanice finally makes it to her house uh, and she's knocking on the door and the most caring shit happens. <laughs> Bro, she knocks on that door, and some white lady pulls up to the window. It was like, uh, no, there's a black girl acting belligerent at my doorstep, and yes, yes, she is armed. She was like, armed? And the moment she said that, nigga, the cop was there in two point five seconds. All right, whoop, whoop. It's like the nigga was around the corner. Them white neighborhoods get them shits fast they said she armed Yep, yeah, whoop all she did was yeah. come and, and knock on the door yeah she was like I'm trying to look for my family are you here what's good what, what happened I could have just said whoever's here is not here no longer you can even say it by the window you didn't have to call the whole ass cop nobody in here armed and Shanice knew it was going down
1: she was like oh shit. she said fuck <laughs> and she looked hey. out of there and then you're still yes, I think she's armed. I'm like, Nick, you're how? For, for
0: where? How'd you come to this conclusion? There was no conclusion. She said, <laughs> black, that's armed enough. She's armed with skin color. Mm. So, so Shanice was out. She heard the whoop yep. whoop. Yup. So she started dipping. All the cops go searching. Shanice deviates into a, a different spot. Everybody st- starts to search and shit. Uh, Jarrell. Jarrell saw her go out to a, through an area. And Jarrell just going to keep his eye on that and not tell nobody nothing. Because he know where this shit about to go. So Jarrell was like, all right, we going to go splitting up like Scooby-Doo. Y'all going to go looking over there. I'm going to go look over there but I know she is. So I'm going to keep it safe. So he go follow over that area. Shanice pulling up everywhere. She pulls up to her old babysitter, and she knocks on the door. Babysitter strapped like a motherfucker. She even said, yo, I know how old you are, miss. If you pull up in that shotgun, you're going to blow yourself back. Hold on. So first,
1: before we get to the babysitter that's packing the heat. Mm Mm-hmm. I love how Keisha rolled up mm-hmm. and Jarrell just misdirected her and the whole squad. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what <laughs> he scooby do. He said, <laughs> do go over there and I'm going to go over there where I know she at. So like they went that way. Yeah, yeah. she went that way. This nigga said, I know where this is going and it ain't good. So y'all take y'all fucking uh, police by the book ass over there. Yeah, he's like,
1: I'm out. He's like, he said, like, you got this, yo. <laughs> he looked down where she was, but then they pulled off, yo.
0: Exactly. So, Shanice pulling up, old babysitter, strapped as fuck. Old babysitter, ready to be about that life. And she was like, nah, you you, you put that down before you hurt yourself, miss. And then she opened up the door. She was like, Shanice, Nene, hey, you. What's Don't nah, is- come in. The fuck? She, she seems like she's in a pretty nice neighborhood. I can see why this would be a necessary precaution. Oh, please. This old lady watching those. <laughs> Listen, she right? she been ready for the... Re- like I said, when them niggas in 1967 said that the... the tel- has the revolution been televised? That lady been ready. That lady been ready. She said, just call me. And them niggas never called. <laughs> that, <laughs> Yo. that gun was from the 70s, nigga.
1: <laughs> Listen, she's like, I got plenty more.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. One,
1: one, one out of the bed, one in the closet one of, Look, look the boys
0: She's definitely the one that once you Go by the floorboards and you think you got her Sillied up, she's gonna push a button Pull that shit right out the bed and was like Oh, you didn't think I was strapped? Look, look, you see this little, little cover on the ceiling? Yeah, you just press this button over here, drop down let's, let's go Bro, it's under the walker It's The cane is also a makeshift gun Like, listen, bro, she ready She She's ready.
1: like, listen, you're standing on one right now You good, let's just, just kick Dead the board ass. up
0: That ass Mrs. Grover is about that action. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Grover, you know, she finally done let her in. Yeah. So that situation goes down with that. And then I think the next scene we go into is when we go back to the base where everybody's being held there. Everybody trying this the new foods out here. They set them up and they finally feeding these motherfuckers. And they finally getting some food. So they trying to figure out these new age foods that's out there. Mm-hmm. They
1: discovered soda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in a can.
0: she was yeah. like, "How the hell this shit work?" And hom- and homie sweet talking Reverend come out of nowhere and he said, "You just pop the top." Yes, yeah, I like slick talk. So I see you silver tongue. You don't trust yeah. you though. Yeah, Mister 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 Reverend out here. Uh huh. Um, but after that situation, we some of the people who are in caps just is starting to beef with each other because you know what happened when high energy people are in the same captivity, they start beefing just off rip. Mm hmm. So yeah, so,
1: yeah, we get, we definitely get some of that. It's like yo.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, what, what, it...
0: what, what threw me off guard
1: was you know she, needs, she, she ready to go out she's like yo listen I'm time to go I'm time to go Miss Carver like listen I, you know Girl, you you wild enough. listen, you gonna stay here, you gonna get some rest tonight. Yeah, the baby was... crazy.
0: Her former babysitter was being real nice. Shanice was being gung-ho and and all this shit. And she's like, baby girl, you you got you gotta chill out. You got you your energy gotta be straight. Even the babysitter started to let off a little history on Shanice, too, because she was like, I'm glad to see you ain't gone like your daddy. Well, damn, I ain't shade. Yeah, <laughs> she's I'm like, like, I ain't nothing like my father. I was like, Oh, well, okay, I guess we're doing that kind of story. She's
1: like, Listen, you need to go get you a, a rest. Something because you're talking real crazy right now.
0: Shit, you need to calm down and, and 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 relax. And then while that shit's going down with Shanice going back at the center. Oh girl, what she said her name was? Which one? For the lady from the the one in the green dress. Just that. One. That's Claudette. Let's call that. All right, Claudette. Um, she wanted to test her her healing factor ability. So she so she saw old fancy girl. We get a name from her. Yes, we did. So. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot. Of people I know a lot so. of yeah, but old fancy, old fa- fancy acting of uh in the present time, girl, she got them long ass nails, so she wanted to test her her theory, so she went in the bathroom, she told her to cut her. So she was like, oh, I ain't into all that shit. What you trying to do? If you're trying to bleed out and blame me, don't be about that shit. She was like, you've been hiding shit from the gods, and I don't want to tell the god you've been smitten in that you out here purging yourself. So she agreed to a cut theory. She cut her, and she was like, oh, no, nah, what the fuck I done did? And she bled out for like two seconds. And then that shit just started to heal itself instantly. And they both saw that shit and it was like, oh no, nah. what the hell? So we realized she definitely got the healing ability.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's getting stronger. So it's just Oh yeah, it's working wild. mad fast.
0: So it's starting. Something's up with them.
1: I don't know what's going on with these people, dude.
0: Yeah, she, they throw she, too much of this. They throw too much of this. It's between her, the doc, and the rich actor and other black girl from the current time period. So they wanna, they they know they got these power, but these current power right now. But they wanna hide it from others because if they they know already they're black, and if they get exposed for for any kind of extracurricular powers and shit like that, you know they are gonna get proked and prodded like an alien themselves.
1: Yeah, and they got, they start they start to realize they're like, yo. We, and come back the same as we
0: left Yeah so it's so. next day in the morning And Jarrell Is uh, standing He's outside the, the the house where Shanice is With her babysitter and Shanice steps out For like a second to I, I don't know Get the paper or something and she realized Jarrell out there and she like I ain't going back And Jarrell like I ain't really trying to Take you back. I'm trying to help you go see your family. Right? He's like, listen, I help you out. Yeah, he said. He said I help you out, and and, and she like, well, all right, we we, we be with it. And then and, and it looked like Shanice is wear some of the clothes from from an old babysitter because he was like, all right, it looked like it looked like you trying to be fashion forward. And she was like, well, this this ain't what I be obsessed like, from the old lady.
1: She was like some stuff is timeless. Facts.
0: I, I'm, like I'm, that's what Miss Carver told me. I'm, I'm yeah. That's 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 the excuse. So um, g- shifting back because we going back and forth with between Shanice's story and the crowd. So the crowd is fed up. They want to go. They get held back too long. So, and so- the crowd battling back with the police station. And in the midst of this shit. Uh, the- Almost, it looked like some powers almost came out because it's it's a it looks like um it looks like exactly what we see on the news with with uh Black Lives Matter and the police force because it looked like it was going down like that whole situation. Yep. So
1: we got some people here. I'm gonna try to get some people here. So we got Doctor Andre here. We got Claudette Mm -hmm. here. We got Ladonna here. Yep. It's a lot of people. Like I said, there's so many people in uh, this
0: scene. What was it? Uh the one who um Mildred's in there and she about she was literally a second when she saw that white cop come in with the bat and was ready to use that also. Mildred was about to use that power. Yeah. He already started shaking his back.
1: And, and, and the dude, the silent dude. Yep. Yeah, he was standing there too. He tapped on his held on his shoulder mm-hmm. and said, nah, don't don't do
0: that. Yep, and then right in the midst of that sweet talker out here, slick Talk, he out here trying to make a compromise between the situation to kill it all, to die down the situation here.
1: Yeah, they they're trying. They trying, they're trying to defuse the situation,
0: but... Yeah, he come at a compromise. He was like, you, you can start letting us go, or, uh, like, like let us get some more rights here, get some beds if we stay in here, like, get us situated so we ain't just chilling here with no mercy.
1: Yeah, so it's like, whew. Yeah, some, we got so the one that's over there making him the demand that's
0: Hayden, mm-hmm. so you know, that's... he's like
1: Silver Tongue,
0: yeah, trying to be a reverend here, young reverend out here. He's all talk as good as he can out here, so that's the situation trying to be diffused. And then we go back to Shanice, who finally makes it to wherever the hell her family was. She knocked on the door, and similar like something else we just saw, so, uh, Shanice gets an opening at the door by said daughter Mariah, but it's been Sixteen years, Mariah big and grown, and then right after Mariah, uh, she sees Logan. Logan after yep. all this time, yep. And and Logan like oh, Shanice, why, why are you here? Why why are you why are you pulled up? What what the hell? Where, where you been at? What the hell's going on?
1: Yep. And so to, and then, so Logan tells Mariah to go inside. Yeah. He closes the door, and Logan is she like you know Shanice like I'm happy to see you. She's like Shanice, what are you doing? It's like I came to find you, and he's like. Mm-hmm. She's all shot He's like, she's like Mariah's a teenager. And Logan is like, do you do you really think you could just walk out on your family for 16 years did, and then come walked on back?
0: Out. You walked out. Uh, and Logan <laughs> was like, yo, I, I I I had to move on. There, there was already a woman in the house. Like, like So Shanice is like, what do
1: you mean I didn't walk out on you? He's like, that's not what's happened. She's like, I was taken or something. She's like, I don't know what happened, but listen, I did not walk out on you. And, she, and he looks at Darrell. He's like, who that? He's like, oh, that's a, lot, that's a long story. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And so, at that point, she's like, I did not walk out on you. It's like, the yeah. day you say I left, I got snatched. And then, yeah. woo, woo, woo. It, like, even amazing. in the-
0: even in the midst of this, she was like, when she saw the woman, she was like, how long? And he was like, it, it was. It happened nine years ago. So at least he gave her some grace. <laughs> at least he gave her some grace period. He was He was by himself trying to raise this child for like for like seven years before mm-hmm. he started shifting on to somebody else. So at least that was that. But then when the police started to pull up, he was like, Shanice, I don't know what the hell you did or what, what happened and stuff like that. And, he, and she's, as she's getting pulled off, Logan's like, but I found the note. And she was like the note. Oh fuck! Not nah, no. Nah, I didn't mean it like that. So I'm I'm thinking as a viewer in this shit. I'm like, what? What, what, what note? What note? Right. What's going on? What note? Because we ain't see no note, but no, man,
1: listen, that's exactly. note.
0: Yeah, there's there some kind of note? So maybe aliens did. have a note. Yeah, but as far as we know, she getting dragged off by the cops and and all <laughs> that shit in front of in front of in front of her picnic and everything. Everything looking extra embarrassing. Black well least, woman looking crazy. Well, what the, at, least, at least her child knows who she is, unlike some people. Oh yeah, I mean, and you, I seven years. I only had to explain something. She she half black and she got black hair. My son had to learn the shit. <laughs> my, son, my son, was like, "Oh Lord, why this black woman leave me?" Oh God! And then he met, and then he met and married somebody white. Like this don't help nothing. CW, why? Why? Make it make sense. And Keisha, why? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This She got no mercy for her own people. <laughs> no, <I swear>. <laughs> like, even Jarrell had, the next thing is Jarrell and, and Keisha fighting over the idea of humanity over a over a system. Because she dragged this black woman, a fellow black woman, with all this beliefs right in front of her family and her daughter and shit, like, embarrassing her whole shit. And it's like you ain't had a shred, a shred of decency for your own people. Like all she did was try to come back to go find her family. You made her look fucking crazy.
1: Right all the time. She's like, it's not what you think, Logan. It's not what you think, yo. I ain't like to see it all, yo, yo. No, this, 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 all this these scene. white
0: people looking at this black lady getting dragged out in these streets, getting pulled away by her own fellow black people.
1: <sighs> I ain't feeling this at all, yo. No. I'm not feeling this scene at all. <laughs> no. And Logan
0: himself, he just confused as fuck. He's like, what? Yeah, the He's like, is what going you on? do? What you do? Like y'all like, niggas wasn't fighting the system years ago. Like, come on, bro. And that's he trying to figure out he's like, yo,
1: what what you get yourself what you, you if you ain't leave, what happened to you?
0: Facts. So they, so she getting grabbed up, K and J battling over that idea. And um, and while Shanice gets sent all the way back to the back to uh where everybody else is staying at. Uh, Shanice finally talks to the doc and she confides in the doc and and she explains what the note was about and the note was about pretty much exactly kind of the idea of uh her having a situation where Mariah was born early on when Mariah was born she had postpartum and in the postpartum she left a note where it was like getting to be too much and she was gonna leave them behind but she never gave the note she left it in the glove compartment so she had the note ready to say like I, I I might be leaving one day but she never got rid of said note she just put it in the glove compartment and that's really what fucked her up. Damn she needs so you found a note. Yeah man because obviously if you gone missing they're gonna search every nook and cranny and since you got a fucking note still hidden there uh, like ah, baby girl you should like any part of you that was feeling nice you should have, you should have, you should have tossed that shit a long time ago. Now you got evidence. So I guess, I guess at the time she didn't think she was gonna be snatched stuff. With... Yeah, but she said that was like early onset into the thing. So I guess I don't know when she started feeling better and shit like that. She should have. Yeah, been cause, like, yo, I, got I guess
1: because you no, know, when she was snatched, when she was snatched, her door was only four months. Yeah. So it it wasn't the time frame wasn't that that big.
0: I just wish since she felt good enough to start going back to work. She was like, Oh, glove compartment and toss that bitch.
1: Yeah, probably and then probably meant to destroy it, but yeah. the aliens
0: got to her first. Yeah, that would have been a big or 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 when she started feeling better, maybe she would have went for the glove compartment and was like, "Here's this note. I felt away at a certain time, but I feel I don't feel that way anymore." And explain that to your husband before before now. Now you gone and this note is here. So I mean, you kind of adding things up, like you're not thinking Elliot's gonna snatch you.
1: So yeah. So next, next we have a nice little moment here between Claudette and Ladonna. Oh yeah. Where Ladonna's just telling her like and i ain't got nobody she's like i'm stuck here i'm all alone she's like all i want is my phone mm-hmm. and claudette so like yo y'all generation got a weird attachment to your phone i mean she right <laughs> And she's like yeah and she was like listen you're not by yourself we like we all we all here We're like yo we all in this together because we all know what's going on
0: yeah they on their high school musical shit we all in this together mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh people all banded together and it's usual when black people all together you know music being played. So oh girl go to that piano and started playing that good stuff. Uh, We got, yo, if you look at the crowd, everybody's dancing in different generation styles. Like everybody doing that whole thing. But this whole scene, I'm not going to lie, like sub subsequent to anything ever. This is CW up the ass. CW does this in all their shows. They love Broadway musicals. So this whole scene got turned into a musical. It was definitely CW style. I looked at this and this was CW style musical. And then in the midst of all that fun, what happened? White cop comes and said, y'all niggas having too much fun. That's what happens. Every time black people have fun, white white, white people come in and say, hey, y'all, y'all having too much fun. Cut it.
1: Yep. The only person to color that was one of the cops took down his mask. He's ready to
0: jam, too. And they hang hey, I'm this dude. No, no, we can't do that. Niggas said, cut that shit out. Cut it out. Cut it out. I said, end the music. And he shoved it. And, 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 and old, girl, Mr. Uh, old girl got, got cut. Yep. And Reverend, Reverend came up concerned about the blood on the piano.
1: Yeah, yo, Reverend, I, I give Reverend that. He, said, he was about to roll up on him, I'm like, said,
0: yo, what's said, up? He said, he said, he said uh, are you good? Lady, lady got cut, and she was like, what's going on? He peeping. He trying to figure out if, if she okay. And the doc flew into there and was like, nah, nah, I got it. I got to Remember, I'm a doctor. I'm going to go handle this shit. And he, he go, Reverend, all oh, suss about this shit. He see the blood on the piano, you know, the shit. He like, nah, she got cut bigger than that. I got to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, bitchy ass cop talking about the pianos off limit. Yo, yo, yo! Mm-hmm. What?
0: Like what? What you talking about, bro? They just having fun. Why are you so agitated? Yeah, it's that the one. same. It's the same cop from earlier who was trying to hit him yeah. with the baton. She yeah, Claudette,
1: Claudette, ready to fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen. Shit, I'm ready to fight at this point. And then yep. after after that after that uh, situation went down, we got uh, K and J back at it again, and they continued their battle on ideas with government keeping people down. They have so much back and forth throughout this episode about ideals.
1: Man, I'd be like, yo, military, go, go handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah do, do the thing.
0: Yeah, facts. Do the thing. I, wouldn't, just... <laughs> I, I wouldn't have stopped her. I wouldn't no, have stopped I mean, her. That baton would have flew and started beating that nigga's ass. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, do 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 the thing, Mildred. Do, do the thing, like Julie. So, uh, Jarrell talks about J- Jarrell talks about his history while while he's talking to Kay, and, and Jarrell's uh, looking for his brother Manny. Uh, Kay, Kay also says that uh, there, she got she got connections in uh, DHS with with Agent Tana, who's uh, who's her girl. Uh, she was talking about her um the reason why Kay is a parole officer in the system is because her sister was killed by a bad officer who was who was uh she was just she was just being a uh, um uh, uh, a regular old college student and he was looking for the wrong person. He, you know, discharged his weapon on an unarmed person is you know in our timeline. So so someone got capped off of that, and that's why she became a parole officer.
1: Yep, she explains it.
0: Mm-hmm. So Thanks, in, the, in the midst of this. Uh, somebody's a whistleblower. Someone drops the info on the 4400 being kept into the it, thing, it, it, and it makes news. So now people are knowing about it. Well, you know, um, Shanice was a whole out there. And they chased her down. In the
1: streets. <laughs> in, in the, the streets. streets. So I'm not surprised somebody done put two and two together.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, so Whistleblower dropped that info. There's a whole conglomerate of a situation where um, the black folk uh, start talking. Uh, they start getting together, and they start talking about how they're starting to realize that if they got these powers, they might possibly have other powers. And they realize that they ain't powerless, and they're not going to stand for this shit any longer. hmm uh-huh. uh-huh. So uh, in the midst of this, DHS is discussing the possibility of of maybe alien connections and and uh, that's, that's the only that's kind of like the first time the the, the the thought of like aliens come up in this conversation actually. Yeah, so that's that's the discussion on that and they're trying to figure out everything goes together. And then in the midst of that, the silent boy pulls up and he speaks.
1: Yeah, so this is hating it. Yeah. I
0: could get him and the Reverend Isaiah confused because they look Me. so similar.
1: You
0: know I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm gonna speak about this. There's a there's a part in the retrospective that I definitely want to speak about in a few minutes. Okay. But all right, the silent boy speaks uh and he tells that he tells that uh tell Jarrell that Manny is all right and he um and to to, to tell yeah. Jrell that he's sorry for everything. And he's telling this to, to Keisha.
1: Yeah, he's telling that he should have challenged you now. Uh, so Hayden speaks.
0: So that's the that's the cliffhanger. So the episode ends with the 4400 logo and the and the theme. Yeah. So, so that's the end of the episode. My final thoughts is the show now moves both very fast with their material, with more minorities over the years being abducted and a, and a different timeline. This makes for a, a slightly interesting take on things. But the cliffhanger, the silent kid, does hook for the follow episode that's the main hook on that is this kid and what the hell's going on with that especially especially going on with Jarrell it's more a focus on Jarrell and it was like the the second it happened it just made me realize instantly when Jarrell had to go take that phone call and didn't talk to the kid I was like all right that would have I would have set up everything even earlier so so I guess so I know why that didn't happen
1: so my thoughts on this episode is Mm -hmm. It was a, a mess. They yeah. tried to do too much. Yeah, they tried to get to too many people. Mm-hmm. They
0: introduced way too many you, people. I mean, you're noticing how we talk about that first show in compared to this one, and we not we can't pull up names. I wonder why.
1: Because it's it's too many people being
0: thrown at you at once.
1: Like, why am I trying to figure out? 16 17 different people and i gotta figure out who you are Mm -hmm. who are you what are you? What are you doing? The fact is, y'all got chucked. Random, yeah. people throwing left and right. Who are you? Who are you? Oh my god! Who are you?
0: Where did <laughs> I, you come from? In oh, just oh, some, in just such a specific and violent manner, with the green light and the way how they got thrown at each other, it's like they got thrown at us on screen too. Yeah, these these green aliens—they disrespectful as fuck. Yeah, these niggas is mean. These are hood niggas. <laughs> what what? They, these are aliens that specifically was from Detroit. Real,
1: but yeah, that's the. They just do too much. They much. could have split this into a two-parter and then yeah. at least fleshed it out, but they yeah, do they, should they should try have to said throw
0: pilot part one and part two like the old one was instead yeah, they... of pilot this prologue. Nigga, I'm lost.
1: Yeah, it's it's the reason that first pilot was two was two hours. Like give it time to breathe. Y'all do yeah. too much into try to throw too much into this little forty-five slash hour block. Yeah. And it just came off as overwhelming and confusing. The pacing is just all over
0: the place it yep it's too, much. It's too yep. much so going into my pizza notes on the retrospective uh both shows has its own charm to it i personally think i was more hooked to the original but the new one has its uh own love as well now like uh one of the comparison i wanted to talk about is lucy and Shanice because they're both dealing with the loss of time with their family, with their family moving on, especially them both having daughters that they came back are way older and they have to move on from their family. Most likely also, uh, also my mind was, you know, Richard would have fit well into this new generation. That nigga would have, that nigga missed out. I think, I think this would have been the perfect time for Richard to pull up now more than ever. Uh, I was curious if they was going to make callbacks, But it seems, I mean, for the most part, so far, the the callbacks, I I haven't noticed anything so far. But you'd have to tell me that you've seen more of this than I have. Uh, I was curious if um, uh, also it seems like the government was way more restrictive. And hush on things in 2021 than than they was in 2004. Niggas was on the news reports. Everybody knew about the the 4400 niggas that just popped up out of nowhere. And the, and 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 in Bell Ave, this happened with all the cops and and the police force that came around. But they kept it so hush-hush somehow in 2021. But in 2004, all the secrets came out. If you had some hidden niggas, you would have known.
1: So, yeah, in terms of just retrospective, oh,
0: boy. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah we're going to go back and forth on it. Go ahead.
1: There's some Yeah, so, of course, for me personally, I like the original always was going to top this only yeah. because of how it's structured.
0: Mm-hmm. The nameplate was so important, man, to focus on who the hell we should be focusing on. They didn't just snatching motherfuckers out of They gave us Sh- Shanice and then they snatched a whole bunch of motherfuckers and they never told us their name and vicinity and all this shit. And I'm That's, like, bro, I'm not connected to these guys. So
1: going from going from the original to the new one, they, they kept some things like the character of Lily and the character mm-hmm. of Shanice. They're, they're basically one in the same. Yeah. Same thing goes for Maya and Hayden. Yeah, same, same, same concept. They
0: kept that same concept. I, it's I, just, I, I, was just gonna say, I even like the, the, the in the original, the anticipation of the arrival of the comet was real nice. I don't like how they just grabbed niggas, throw them one That's, way, and it was like, all right, here is your forty four hundred. Like, damn, they, nigga, I like the anticipation, and the buildup. They, they completely just brushed over,
1: and CW does this, and this is why I don't yeah. typically watch CW shows as much as I used to, but they, they kind of completely brushed over getting the original premise across was the people being taken. Yeah. It's like for them, what they did, the new one, is they snatched them up and just threw them right back out like they went to some kind of trash dispenser. Yeah, it's like there The was... other
0: one, it was a white beam of nice life. People got snatched up, but it wasn't violently, so, and it they was they was nicely held back down. These Detroit aliens like, come here! Bitch, and, throw down! And, and the new
1: one, you did not feel that the passage of time. No. Nope. Like you did in the first one, nope. like the, in the original. The original, they, you they built up.
0: through outfits.
1: Yeah, they built, the original, they built up to it. They said, we built up to the ball of light. Like, we built up to saying, hey, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Then they were in the present. was like, this is what's been going. So they, they built up to the reveal of them coming back. Here, it's just like, right in the like, first, what, five, maybe ten minutes? Maybe. Mm-hmm chucking people, throwing people back, chucking people, throwing people back, chucking, chucking, chuck, chucking. chucking like, why are you introducing all of these people? Yeah, man. Now, like I said, I wrote this up earlier and yeah. the original gave this reboot an, an absolute premise that it can start off. Yeah, I want to hear your
0: idea. Let's go.
1: Okay. So going back to the original episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: after the after the point that they left them go, yeah, Rylan says this. Ryland says that each regional Homeland Security office will be responsible for the returnees who settle in their region. Mm -hmm. And he said, at this point, we will be monitoring 79 plus 135 that have chosen to remain in quarantine for the time being. Mm -hmm. So what that meant, if they wanted to do this reboot, they could have picked up with that. They could have still been in Detroit and said, hey, these were the people that left Washington and went
0: to Detroit. And honestly, they could have incorporated Richard into this See, if they wanted to the tie in. That's what I'm saying. I, at any point in time, I feel like down the line, if they were smart, they, Richard should be in this. Yo, if they had any money to pay for Mahersha Ali to make a cameo, it would literally be the entire budget that CW probably fucking owns. But like, y'all, sure. it would have been the biggest thing that it, if they get Mahersha Ali on a fucking CW show point blank, especially now, oh, oh, oh boy. So Mahershala
1: could have definitely made this work yes yeah and so the fact that the original gave the he reboot literally could have and been a-,
0: a guidance he literally could be a guide. yeah
1: so the fact that the original gave the reboot an option for their whole premise and they, didn't and they could have tied and they could have tied up the loose ends from the original and they didn't take it they and- didn't take it and so they rest all this they could have they could have built up they could have had the whole backstory they didn't even wouldn't even had to recreate backstory. It's like, hey, from these people, these are the people who left Washington and they came to Detroit. And bam, there you go. Now, you got your premise. You could have focused on all, a, a small group of people mm-hmm. and said, hey, these are their people. And if you want to go drop heavy, Harry, listen, you don't even have to pull into the sci-fi butt so much. Yep. But you could have used the existing, the existing seasons and built up to say, to Matt, Built up season to match. So you could start with your one and your one could have matched their season one and season two and kept progressing. And y'all could have gaze on throwback and say, Hey, look, we're watching this in Detroit. We're watching what's going on over there. Exactly. And Washington is like, Oh, oh, word, that's what we doing. That's what they're doing over there. Hmm.
0: See, so, yeah, I fucks with your idea and this 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 just makes this shit very more frustrating, man. So so
1: realizing now that they gave them a pretty good premise and the fact that the original was ended so abruptly and was so open ended that it
0: watching this now it's like listen this new CW1 wanted to be way too pro black and at the same time it was very weird by the way they're doing pro black it's one of those things that on the surface it's pro black but then when you finally watch it it's very like weirdly pro black and in, in ushering a lot of white people going in between the pro black
1: yeah it's like i i don't like the pacing in the new one i don't like how people be looking. It has potential, but CW is messing it up. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it is it salvageable? Yes. Will I continue to probably watch it? Probably because I just
0: want to see what they do with it. But uh. at CW, I'll keep a uh, hint on it. I'll, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a ha- I'm have I'm gonna have my beloved captain. Uh, I'm gonna have Kenya be on it, and she'll follow up with me. And just keep up with that, so so uh, just just I, I let my girl like just keep up and be on sign with that. So we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what's going on with that from the side. But if I had a preference to pick so far out uh, the, of the, the one to tell people to continue, that OG looking nice. I continue on that shit. It's on Netflix, Find that shit
1: up, people. Yeah, if anybody's watching this, I would advise them to watch the original first so they can see what it was supposed to be versus, yeah. Because I know people that's gonna watch the new one, they're going to be confused, yep. just because so much is being thrown at them. And I just hope for CW that they flesh out and slow down the pacing a little bit, I'm and trying start fleshing it, flesh it out.
0: I'm trying to have, I'm trying to have uh, Kenya be my sponsor when it comes to uh, watching the because I'm now that I've seen the, I seen the first episode of the OG. And then for the reboot, um, I watched right after. Now, she's going to come into this thing with no premise of the original, and she's just going to be watching the reboot. So I want her to give me her opinion on the reboot without any prior knowledge of the original. So I need to know that because I need to know. Now that I come in with this concept, maybe if it, maybe if you just come in there straight, like you didn't know this was a reboot, maybe you might enjoy this a lot better. I don't know. So you'll have to. Maybe you're a CW fan. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta kind of follow up on that.
1: Yeah, that would be a good
0: follow up. But Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So but- with with that, if we have any other comments to say, I I, I think we about to close the book on the forty four hundred. Yeah. So yeah. It's oh a- yeah. Go. And, and you said you you uh you pick you prefer the, the original right
1: oh yeah i definitely prefer the original hands down yeah
0: all right so so we're gonna close the book on that main event the 4400 special uh that that was that was uh that was we, we we took we took down that one for a while yeah so so uh it definitely went a long time yeah yeah, it's, it's been a good discussion on this one. We working into this, and next week it's in the preview for next week. We are going down with another special one. We are doing it down with BMP Black of Power, a special. We gonna actually be taking down the famous Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the movie that was in theaters, the movie that y'all y'all probably know about. Her. We gonna we gonna tackle that shit next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 gonna be doing that. So uh, so if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you can always hit us up at the email at blurredbynature@gmail.com, Facebook and Instagram at blurredbynature, Twitter blurredbynature, nature spell N A T U R E. Uh, you can find us on all that. Alright, you yeah. got it. You got you got any uh last comments before I hit the outro?
1: No, I think we're good. I think we're good to hit the outro here.
0: All right, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. All right. So thanks for joining us today for Black thoughts to Nair Power. This is Nicholas, Mr. Go with the Flow.
1: And this is the man with the plan Maurice.
0: And this was another edition of the Blur by Nature podcast. all right man. We out.
1: Thank you everyone.
0: Until next time. Peace.
1: Peace.